Who knows more about music than us? The, the, the device is a black podcast playing all genres with a sprinkle of pop culture and a shit ton of foolishness. If you're not from DC, you probably don't know what size you need. It is from Yellowshirt. And we're on. Hi, guys. <laughs> it's been like a long time since we recorded. We definitely just had an episode two weeks ago. No, it came out two weeks ago. Oh, fair. Case of boy. <laughs> <laughs> What's the given, doll? What's new? What's been going on? Well, I mean, you, I know everything about your life, but let's pretend I, was, I don't know anything. Me and Stephanie talk every three minutes, so when she well, be asking multiple me questions, apps at the same time. No, and you start your day, like, way earlier than most, so <laughs> it'll be... 5.30 a.m. and Stephanie is feeding me content. I'm just like, girl, I'm snoring. I wake up to like different platforms of messages, Instagram, Twitter DMs, texts, group chats. You got me in 17 group chats. But you talk a lot in all of them, so I don't know why you be complaining. Well, we got crazy friends and they need to be told about themselves, so <laughs> may as well be me. <laughs> it's, it's true. Anyway, so um, super exciting because we have some new music to talk about. But more importantly, we have another guest joining us for the second installment of our bomb series. The which business means, of music, bitch. So, um, you Let's know, go. we pretend like we work in music, but we really just be listening to it and yelling at each other about it. But this <laughs> will actually make this industry go. And we are super excited to have one of them with us. Um, drum roll, please. Zoey is in the building. Hello, hello, hello. What's going on? Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah. Um, this has been a super long time coming. I know. We had this conversation what, like three years? No, two years ago. I was saying it ain't that bad. Well, I don't. We well, don't have concept of time because yeah, pandemic don't. life. But we met because when we did a live R&B trivia, you mm-hmm. came. Yeah, and trophy was... bar, R.I.P. Oh, I don't know. I met you before Trophy. It, we met before Trophy, but that's where the conversation was had. Oh, right, 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 right. At Trophy, it was the last one. That was when I first met you, I think. Right yeah. at Trophy, and that was our last. I think that was our last one. That was one. the last one. Yeah, drunk at being crazy. Wow. The time. That was not. That was 2019. Yeah. Yeah, it was. That was the, like August. December 2019 was our last one. Mm-hmm. So we had met you before. So no, the you one before, before that. Right. Okay. Right. Yeah. Well, it's been a long time, y'all. We've been talking about Dwight coming on here because he was like, we need some professionals. Because we know. Because we're insane. We don't know what we're talking about ever. Um, so we're super excited to have you. I'm super excited to be here. Um, so first we're going to start with the mess. Um, In distress. Hot topics, BT Awards. The people are mad. And I don't even know if I can say rightfully so because what did y'all expect? It's an uproar on the internet about the female rap category, and I'm trying to figure out who's missing. City girls. Oh, so okay. wait, what's, give me a refresher. What's the uproar? What's the... So the 2021 BET Award nominations came out, and people are upset about the um, female rap category. Um, I'm going to read off. Well, first of all, these, we should just probably go through all the nominees. Yeah, but, um, we got shit else to do. But let's get to why people are mad. Um, which I'm like, why are y'all mad? It don't be no real reason to be upset. Is it the Barb's? Cause they love being mad. No, who's okay? So for best female hip hop artist, the nominees are Cardi B, 
Koi Laray, Doja Cat, Megan Thee Stallion, Big Lotto, and Sawati, aka Sweetie. But people felt that Chica and Flo Millie got um, snubbed, and they're saying it's colorism. Oh, God. Uh, I wouldn't say colorism. I definitely think Chica and Flo got snubbed, though. But are they? But do they have. Dwight, what Chica song you like? Please. I like her in totality. I like her lyricism. I like her delivery. I like her confidence. I like what she stands for. She's also very transparent when she like performs. She likes. I, I don't know. I fuck with Chica. But my thing but is, what's the category though? Best female hip hop artist. But we like a lot of people, but understand our girls aren't going to get nominated. Yeah. Like I love Leanne Lahavis. Our girl is never going to get nominated. She be having the best album every time. And but, she sing better than everybody. But I'm not. But everybody. I know that she not gonna get nothing so I don't be mad. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And I also know that like she's not the street favorite. Like no. like the whole she is a cute her. girl like her. She's funny as shit. Like I think she could rap. She raps down, but, but Tierra Wack not on the nominated list either. And it's like I like Tierra Wack better. Flo okay. Millie actually I can understand the case for people thinking that she should be there. Flo do, Millie makes bops. Chica makes she, conscious rap. But do me. but do Flo Millie like when you like for me like my bedroom is right in the front of my building so I hear cars all the time so that's how I know what songs is lit by my neighbors mm-hmm. driving and I don't be hearing dick stuff when I walk in the party. Well, people- it just be me. <laughs> like if you hear that in the neighborhood, it's me. <laughs> I mean, I think it's also a generational gap, right? I feel like she appeals to a younger demo. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Chic is a bit more conscious. Sweetie and everybody else who's nominated are a bit more present. So you could turn on terrestrial radio, you can go to any podcast or playlist, and they'll all sort of be like top of the list. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I think it just depends. Well, Millie is a little bit younger. She's cute. To me, she's huge younger. Yeah, and but she's sure. like 19. Yeah. Or was when she first came out. And she sounds, she raps like a younger girl. I yeah. call it like clueless rap. Yeah, oh my God, yeah. I love it though. I really like Flo Millie. She's a cute girl. Mm, pretty out. Yeah, she's really pretty. And shout out to Draco. My homeboy does her makeup, I think. Oh, crazy. Um, but yeah, so people are like, it's colorism. It's all these white girls nominated. But I'm just like... Meg's not light-skinned. At all. Let's talk about that. Stab. <laughs> 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 Have you seen that Azalea Banks video? Nah. Okay, we'll show it to you so you know. <laughs> <laughs> Azalea Banks is one of my favorite people in the world. Just so you know. Azalea Banks is amazing, but she's a little... To me, I think Azalea Banks... I'm digressing, but I feel like Azalea Banks was the perfect mashup of Foxy Brown and Crystal Waters. Absolutely. Yes, you ate Absolutely. That. But, I mean, when you wildin', it's gonna stop your bags. And it's annoying because she's the... The thing is, everything that Doja is giving... Azalea was doing before, mm-hmm. but because Azalea was like messed up the business relationships or whatever, whatever, yeah. she didn't get to really ascend. Because if you think about it, like she right better than broke with expensive taste is her hot pink. It is, and I it's see what dead. you mean by like comparing them. I think that their styles are very different, but the lane could be yeah. very similar. Right. I mean, the girl that that can rap as good as she can sing, mm-hmm. the girl that performs, the girl that kind of gives you the nostalgic music without it being like reductive. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Very that. Very that. Mm-hmm. Y'all know how I feel about Azalea. Y'all talk about her every episode. I'm obsessed. She be right even though she be wrong. If that yeah. Because yeah. the way she says it is what makes it poor taste. Delivery be off. Yeah, historically. But back to this colors and thing, that's really a thing? Oh, yeah. They're like, Colors oh. on track, though. But I'm like, City Girls, they're, they're not like... They're not nominated either, though. They're not nominated, which oh, okay, I felt okay. was the snub because City on Lock came out 2020. Best album of I years. feel like it did really well. People are constantly on their line. Because you got to think about, like, BET Awards, like, who, who does everybody love? Like, who are the fan favorites? And that's why I didn't get upset because I'm like, 
My little cousins do not know who Flo Millie or Chica is. The list makes the nominations make sense to me. Like they yeah. are the most popular and like you said, present artists right, right. now in that category. Well, let's. Oh, go ahead. Is there another category for like best rapper that like Chica might be on? I um, didn't, so, in all fairness, I haven't looked at the nominations. Mm-hmm. I haven't looked at Twitter. So, this is all news to me. Well, so. you know, like your fresh opinion. Okay. <laughs> okay. So we're gonna run down the other nominations. So uh, I'm a, I'm gonna say the the nom- the the category. I'm gonna say the nominees, and then y'all share with me who y'all picks are. Not who you think is gonna win, but who y'all want to win. Okay. Um, because it's a, it's a difference. It is. Nuance. Your favorite and the best are two different things. Ain't it? The girls need to learn it. Okay. Album of the year: Ungodly Hour, Chloe and Halle, hmm. King's Disease, Nasir, Hotels, Jasmine, Good News, Megan Thee Stallion, Blame It on Baby, The Baby, and After Hours, The Weekend. This is album of the year. Mm-hmm. I don't want none of them to win. You don't want Ungodly Hour? Album of the year. I'm obsessed with Chloe and Holly, but they don't deserve album of the year. That is really big. Out of this bunch, you don't think it's out the of best? that bunch? They're probably my favorite. So yes, I will pick them. But none of them are album of the year worthy to me, especially not Megan's Good News. Twice. Sorry. <laughs> nah, it's all good. I would say um. Jasmine, just sort of given the year she had and just sort of given how long it's been since she put out music. And like, she put out music in male, female, young or old, everybody sort of clamored to the album start to finish. So, and then like, even like the stuff that she did on the side with like NPR and like, you know, those oh, little yeah. intimate concerts, oh, like, <laughs> it was all, it was all soul stirring. Now I want y'all to mind with us, yeah. That HBO Max shit when everybody <laughs> did the fucking challenge of her run. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they started it again doing um, In Love With Another Man. I've been mm-hmm. crying watching They Have The Rain. Shout out to Grand Yeah, so if I had to like break it down and say black entertainment, hip hop, or album of the year, I would give it to Jasmine. I see that. That's very valid. Yeah. But like also, it's not an album. So I'm confused. Well, you know, it... you know if it's more than three songs, it's called an album. Family. People be doing whatever they want. Okay, best female R&B and pop artist, Beyonce, her, Jasmine, Janae, Summer, SZA. They, do they have songs attached to this, though? Wait, this is artist or album? Best female R&B pop artist. Beyonce, her, Jasmine, Janae. Janae didn't like Koyla Ray, huh? No. <laughs> Koyla Ray. She looked just like Koyla Ray right here. I'm screaming. I don't Some, like the uh, things Benzino's doing. And SZA. I'm confused again, but I'm going to let Dwight go first this time. It's interesting because a category you've got like super marquee talent, but then you also have like still emerging. So it's like a, it's a broad spectrum of talent. Um... I don't consider these. I don't know. I'm kind of indifferent. Oh, okay. Indifferent. Indifference wins. Um, I don't consider any of these pop except for Beyonce. Well, they say R and B slash pop. Okay, so they be lying. Um. Okay, now I'm starting to get mad. The nominations are, <laughs> are weird. Like this doesn't. But you're not mad at nothing. Nobody's mad at. So it's yeah, so no, it's fine. It's different. It's like my madness is separate. Um. Wait. Why is Beyonce up there? Because they want her to come, and she not. You know, they always nominate her so she comes, yeah, and but then like, she don't. So, this is the 2020 year that we're judging, yes? Because mm-hmm. Beyonce didn't put anything out. 
The gift. That was not okay. So the album came out in 2019, and then the Blackest King came out in 2020. Well, you know they just say Beyonce. Everybody just says Beyonce to say Beyonce because look at the Grammys. But I mean, also too, she's put out music. She did the Megan Thee Stallion song. Oh yeah. She. What else did she do? Is that what she did? She um she the what what what's the little girls on the Khaled album? What they call it now? The the high doll oh, yeah. babies. The high, high harmony. Or something the high like harmony. That, something like that. I don't even know what that is. She's called. She's going by a different name now when she do backgrounds. Screaming! You I did know not know that. The Khaled album. No. If you look at the credits, it says like the high harmony or yeah. something like that. When it's her on the back of that. Bah! That is funny. All she did is say hey. No, she sings. It's like it's harmonies at the end. It's like. Oh. I'm going to fight Beyonce. <laughs> okay, so y'all don't care. No. <laughs> the moral of the story is, fuck it. Okay. <laughs> Best male R&B pop artist, Six Black. Black. <laughs> Anderson Pop, Maurice Brown, Giveon, The General, Tank, Dang. and The Weeknd. So I'm torn. I'm going to say Giveon and The Weeknd. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say Giveon's had a breakout year. Yep. I feel like you couldn't turn on anything without either seeing, hearing him. Um, even from like a fashion perspective, right? Mm-hmm. I felt like he was everywhere. Style by soaps. <laughs> um, and then the weekend, I think, you know, it was a good project. You know, I think he's got a lot of like sort of, you know, hoopla about like the cold Grammys and him being dubbed, for, you know, snubbed for awards. But I do think he was it was a good project. So I would give it to either one of those. I'm going to go with Giveon. I'm going with Giveon yeah. too. Okay. Um, best group, 21 Savage and Metro Boomin, Chloe and Halle, Chris Brown and Young Thug, City Girls, Migos, Silk Sonic. I don't understand these nominations, y'all. I'm sorry. Um, Silk Sonic got the best song on the radio right now to me, but I can't say that they deserve a group award for that one song. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that this one should actually go to Chris Brown and Thug. Really? Mm-hmm. Over Chloe and Howie? Mm-hmm. That album was bomb to me. Oh. But I'm okay. also ghetto. City Girls. I would say City Girls or Chloe and Howie. You Hallie. know how I feel about City Girls. I'm never giving it any. He anything. always try to act like he's too upper echelon. He's equally as ghetto. What are you talking about? <laughs> so. Okay. Best collaboration. WAP, Cardi and Megan. Rockstar, The Baby and Roddy Rich. Popstar, Khaled and Drake. What's Poppin' Remix. Jack Harlow, The Baby, Tory Lanez, Lil Wayne. Cry Baby, Megan the Baby, For the Night, Pop Smoke, Lil Baby, The Baby. So many babies. All the babies. Going baby on baby. Baby. I feel like WAP is going to win just because of how big of a song it was. Yeah, I agree. But if I had to pick my own personal, out of all these songs, I like the most is Cry Baby. I love Megan and Baby together. They have the The best work, wife, work, husband relationship to me. I love it. What'd you pick? Yeah, it would it would be Crybaby for me. What too. was the second one again? Um, the second one was Rockstar with the Baby and Roddy Rich. Got my boat. Okay, Rockstar. Mm-hmm. That song, I am whatever about it, but award season wise, it did really good. It did, but like, that's not too old. I feel like this song been out for DC so long. These awards, whatever they want. Oh God. Okay. See, when I I'm listening, to, I'm thinking about like songs that like in my spare time I'm not doing anything. I'm mumbling under my breath. Mm-hmm. And I feel like for me that was the one that mm-hmm. like it would just constantly come top uh-huh. of mind. Yeah, I like Pop Star a lot too. That video even ate it when they had fucking Justin Bieber doing Drake's part because he oh. is the pop star. So I love like the the whole like arrangement of it. But Grease is a better song, so I'm just gonna go with Cry Baby. You know, I'm not like neither one of them Drake songs. 
song. You just thought it like a Drake. The Drake song. The Drake song is on sign language. Solid. A song. Listen. Best male hip hop artist: The Baby, Drake, Drake Jermaine, Drake, Drake, Jake, Jack Harlow, Drake, Lil Baby, Drake, Pop Smoke. Drake, 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 Drake. You be. always say Drake. Yeah, Cole. You what? like Jermaine? So okay. the episode is over. <laughs> Sorry. What is the hold that Jermaine has on black men? Like, I would I, like, like to know. Can you explain that to no, us? No, because no, seriously, like. Black men don't love nobody more than they love Jermaine Cole. And I don't know what it is, but when that album, like when the, the cover art came out, my timeline was losing in it. pieces. Like, and all the girls was like, ugh. And the men were like, oh, oh my God. Like, coming of Jesus. Yeah, like, you know that meme with Elmo and the fire is coming to his That is men when Jermaine does anything. And it's like all walks of life. Just niggas yeah. love Cole, and I'm just like, what is it? What what is it about Jermaine? What is the whole Jermaine has? On so the for black me, head? my affinity to Cole is, is, oh is so it's two things. <laughs> so it's his production, right? Because it's this melodic 1970s sort of like heron flow with like instrumentation and like strings and like it's done really well. It comes together really dope. But then also to like Cole talk shit that like. It's not talking shit, but he's talking to us, right? Where to me, I sit back and I'm like, yo, that's fire. Mm. Like, my favorite Cole album is 2014 Forest Hill Drives. I can mm. listen to that album forever in a day. That's his best to me. Top to bottom, back to front, in and out. Like, that's a, that's one of my favorite Cole projects because of just that, right? It's the perfect mashup of beats, lyrics, and just overall production and message. You know what I mean? You got, you got moments of introspective. You got moments of, like talking that shit but then you also got moments of like understanding and realizing where you came from it's like a full mm-hmm. body of work mm-hmm. personally and i mean you made a very good case yeah the, the pr package made me actually <laughs> want to think about caring like do i like him now right that's what i said i was like wow okay because usually people don't break it down like that for they me they don't just like, they be like, just they like, like you just not deep enough you and, just and, say and, and that is the part and no i'm like, not deep enough i am shallow correct but <laughs> But I feel like we can be deep enough to understand lyrics and content. And I just... Cole spent a lot of time in his early portion of his career, to me, beating us over the head with the message that he was the next Nas. And I just didn't like that. It was very annoying and heavy-handed. And it took me a while to warm up or, like, soften to the idea of him even being a thing. Then, the more, like, popular songs of his came out. And I was like, okay, so he has versatility. He can kind of do everything. I do think that he's super talented. I just don't be caring. Okay. It's really just that. It's really okay. just that. So, next. Oh, wait. Who did you vote? Oh, you said Drake. Duh. Best, best female hip-hop artist. No one said who their person was, though. Best female hip-hop artist. Cardi B, Koyla Ray, Doja, Megan, Big Lotto, Sweetie. I think that Megan is going to win, but I think that Doja should. Yeah, I agree. Um, but, you know, I also love Big Lotto. I'm- Ooh. Big Lotto. I think that she actually should win. I mean, she's the rapper of the group. She is, like, over now, Megan. Over Megan. Now, because Megan stopped rapping, rapping. Her project was better than Megan's project. Oh, absolutely. Like, hands down. Yeah. Sorry, I cut you off. No, no, it's all good. <laughs> um, I was just saying, I'm proud to see Koi Ray getting as much love as she's getting. Because um, I felt like it was this overnight blow up, right? For sure. I felt like one minute, 
you didn't know who she was, and all of a sudden you know who she is, and she's sort of being acknowledged, which I think is pretty dope. Um, which Twitter is mad about. Twitter says she's only getting this because she's white skin and because her dad is Benzino. But she don't even have a good relationship with her dad. Right. But, and Benzino is not like anybody, anyone's good graces. Anybody. <laughs> what, are the, what are the nominees again? Um, Cardi, Koi, Doja, Megan, Lotto, Sweetie. And what's this category? Best female hip hop. Hip hop. Mm hmm. This is the one that got the girls going off. Uh, so I'm torn between Cardi and Doja. And the reason I'm going to say Cardi is because Cardi dropped Up. Mm-hmm. And with Up came this sort of like these subsequent dance challenges where it like mm-hmm. made its way to TikTok. Your mom knew it. Your grandma knew it. Everybody knew it. It became this really infectious song, which was amazing because Cardi had been gone slightly for a minute. Mm-hmm. And, and then, it's actually a good song. It is a yeah, good song. Yeah. And then Doja is the doll. I appreciate Doja because she gives you lyricism, she gives you entertainer, she gives you like you want to tune in and tap in and see what mm-hmm. she's gonna do. So I mm-hmm. think for me, I'm uh, my toss up is between those two. Agree. Make it plain. Um, <laughs> I also want to say one more last thing about Koi Lorraine. <laughs> y'all don't have to like her. Y'all don't have to like Big Per. Y'all don't have to like the. I, the my only beef for her is that she over um she over all the tunes. Yeah. Um. But her verse on um, Slime Language, Song of the Summer. Oh, I like? Mm-hmm. That's the song of the summer, actually. And you know that, I think I said this on the last episode, but she's on the remix to Tomboy by Destiny Oh, and you know that song. Dude, because Lily from Blackpink ate the fucking choreography. I also want to say real quick about Cardi. We're going to talk about her next because video of the year. Um... Her verse on Big, I mean, her her song on Kylie's album Everything. was sick. Big Paper. Everything. I think that that actually should have been, like, her first single. Because you, if you pay attention, Cardi has been, like, nervous to put music she out. She has. And I don't know why, because every song is good. Like, she thinks that she's going to have a sophomore slump. And we, two episodes ago, told y'all that those don't even exist no more. So, I don't know what that's about, but, like, if you... Like I said, if you pay attention, she came out with, like, press. She had, like, mm-hmm. a money. Like, she had all these different, like, Lucy's because she was trying to find another hit mm-hmm. after her first album. And, like, the world resonated with all of them. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know what she's so nervous about. She got to get out that Libra mindset. She'll be fine. Yeah, because Big Paper is money. Big Paper is everything. Like, she's actually rapping. It sounds like mixtape Cardi. Mm-hmm. Like, the way, the reason that I fell in love with her. Um, and it's, like, putting all of the, like, judgment to the side, too. Like, I can actually go bar for bar with you. Mm-hmm. But people gonna have whatever they got to say anyway, so. Alright, video of the year. Up, which we all know the choreo to. Um, WAP, Do It, Go Crazy, Laugh Now, Cry Later, Drake and Lil Dirk, Leave the Door Open, Silk Sonic. Hmm. Video of the year? Mm-hmm. I love that Cardi is nominated twice. Yeah, cause that's the other thing. That's another reason why I love Cardi because Cardi is an artist she is a that production. reminds me of like '90s, 2000s, like the Big production over the top. Yep. You know, she brings it to you like it's supposed to be brought in. Mm. <laughs> I'll probably go with WAP only because I love that she included the younger artists or like mm-hmm. the com- the upcoming mm-hmm. artists, and I think that was really like. A good look for her. It was not benevolent in like a I'm your mom kind of way, but in a like, I'm not gonna pull a no shade Nikki and just like not act like my peers ain't my ain't my girls yeah, too. So yeah. I like I thought that was really nice. And I just 
Because we hadn't seen Cardi in a while, I just think WAP was a good way to come back. I also like that she opened up the camaraderie aspect of female rap again. Like, the girls didn't care about each other until Cardi came out. And mm. now it's just like everybody's friends, except for Nicki. The barber's about to cut you out, but okay. They be in my DMs going off on me. Yeah, you they can't hate say you. me. They hate me. I'll show you like some very scathing remarks that I've oh, from no. Bob's. And all I would say something, I would say something like, she can't dress. And they'll be in my DMs calling me like all types of slurs. For days. Listen, <laughs> in the message request section too, right? Because I'm not friends with y'all. Fuck y'all. So like, who you going with? Uh, Dirk and Drake. So that is the best video to me. It is. That is the best video, but I feel like Cardi has to win because she's in there twice. She mm-hmm. has to win one of those. I think that WAP was an epic moment, like you said. Mm-hmm. It kind of deserves, but like, you know how I feel about Drake, and that video just... It's just nostalgic. It just feels it like... It was so good. And then like the part where he's crying, like, he was like, you know, I just gotta have like a warrior spirit. Like, I'm, obs- I'm obsessed with he Drake. He loved anything Drake did. <laughs> I'm obsessed with Drake. I just really love Dirk's part of the song. Same. I wish it was longer. Same. Like, same. I be running just Dirk's same. part back sometimes. That same. song made me care about Dirk again because I had taken a break. Dirkio kind of came, like, his verse on City on Lock. You his- love Dirk. Because his, like, he's just consistent. He just rubbed like, me the wrong I, way because he was shooting craps in a Burberry store in Atlanta, like, when I used to work in the mall. And I don't like that. You know I always got a story. It's a respectability politics. <laughs> <laughs> we are not on a grapevine. Okay, best new artist. Now, this is what's interesting with the whole Twitter beef. Best new artist, Koi Ray, Flo Millie, Give Me On, Jack Harlow, Big Lotto, Poo Shiesty, my love, son. You love. I listen. Poo can't rap on beat to save his life. We just a cute little boy. Maybe like, he'll he learn like Carisha did. Right, cause she really got back on it. So best new artist: Koi Ray, Flo Millie, Giveon, Jack Harlow, Lotto, Poo Shiesty. To me, it's not a fair category because you start you're crossing genres, and I feel like you can't go one to one R and B and hip hop. But for me, from that category, is Poo. Why you say Pusha T? He just had an amazing year, and mm-hmm. we only—it's only June, it's May. Mm-hmm. We're only six months in. He's having cultural moments. He's sort of like breaking norms. Like Gucci is sort of ha- has him under his wing, but mm-hmm. he's also letting him do his thing. It's like you got it. Like it's poo for me. Did y'all see the video in this club and the, they playing this Pusha T song? And this girl literally just like took her shirt off, and it's just like. She ascended. Like, I don't think she <laughs> Not the Holy Ghost. And the video is long. Like, Mama was just zoned out. Like, you seen it, right? Mm-hmm. You gotta see it. This. Mama lost it. Her friend, like, and I'm like, where are her friends? Like, I just feel like her friends are just like, let, let her, her go. go. Like, not go with God, Crispy. I'm, um, I'm, I haven't really tapped into Pooh like that, but I do know that he's been doing really good. So maybe I'll give him a chance. Also, I think if we were out, and the world were in clubs, separate of Atlanta. Ha! <laughs> I love how everybody drags Atlanta. <laughs> I mean, because Atlanta's its own place, and, so, and this is the thing. People have to think outside of what's lit in Atlanta and what's lit on Twitter, because the rest of the world is actually bigger than that, and a lot of times we base who's lit, who popping, who whatever, based on what Twitter is mm-hmm. saying and what, what Atlanta is saying, but sometimes it don't be that. Yeah. But I don't know if you ever listened to Back in Blood on like some dope speakers. No, I don't have dope speakers. That's or just my headphones. Speakers. I'm screaming. Um, no, I love Back in Blood though. Like it does something. It, it like it's like all right, you can't. You know Back in Blood. Mm-hmm. I can't believe they performed it on late night. 
I mean, I they like, they're doing whatever they want to on late night. Now, actually, late night is booking all the black people because Koyla Ray was on there last week. All of them. Um, Lucky Day was on there the week before last. You love the day. I do. He's I do a too. Libra, so I love him now too. Lucky Day is great. He is great. He is. You just like him to be a Libra. Okay. Um, Dr. Bobby Jones Best Gospel Award in Jesus' name, BB Winans, Never Lost, Cecilia Winans. I'm about to throw my phone. Excuse me? Wait, no, I'm about to throw my phone. Hold us together, her. <laughs> my girl is going to get an award if she don't do nothing the fuck else. We need to get Jeff Robinson on the cast. We really do because I would like to know what it's getting. Jeff Robinson know where the bodies is at. Because no, her sure. getting nominated for shit nobody knows, nobody cares about. Like I did not know that our sis had a gospel song. How <laughs> she think she's able to <laughs> Where is the pixie, bitch? I'm ready. Yo, Jeff Robinson. Anyway, uh, strong guy, Kirk Franklin. Thank you for it all, Marvin Sapp. Touch from you, Tamala Man. What's crazy is, y'all know I love gospel, but I actually don't know any of these songs. I was going to say, I don't know none of this shit. I ain't been to church in a month of. But it's still, you don't have to go to church and know the, the, the lit gospel songs. I don't know any of these songs. I resonate with gospel music the most at church, though, because you know I'm going to be Oh, yeah, crying and caring. Yeah. I'm not emotional at all, but you give me a gospel in a church house, it's a wrap for me. Curtains. They gonna give it to her and I'm gonna be mad. Girl. They gonna give it to her and I'm gonna be because mad. Because Jeff Robinson is going to literally be in the back with a fucking knife to Stephen Hill's throat. I'm gonna throw the money in his face like Brianna did. Uh, I'm gonna say Kirk Franklin's "Melodies from Heaven" because that's the only gospel song. You I know, I was about to say first of all, what? Because that's the only gospel song I know and listen to word for word. Really? Oh, see, the you want to indoctrinate the children? Okay. <laughs> BT Her Award. Wait a minute. B- Y'all not gonna pay that he didn't name nothing on that list. Listen, it is what it is. Say what he said. Hello? Oh, oh God. Yeah. Okay. BT Her Award. So done. Alicia Keys featuring Khalid. That is a good song, randomly. It is. And you know I hate to it give is. her any type of credit. It is. But that is a really good song. If somebody else sang it, we would live more. Please. Um, Baby Mama, Brandy and Chance. That makes no sense to me. Bree Steves, which is interesting. Anti Queen. Um, Chloe and Hallie, Baby Girl, my favorite song on the album. Um, Rooted, Sierra. You cannot fall out. That song is awful. It's just down market. That needs to win. And what's she talking about? Everything. <laughs> He's smiling because he don't know. Frank Ocean just released the cover of that shit too. It goes. How do you make it so more boring? Oh my god, no It already was boring. And don't. now Frank Good Days more is boring. an amazing song. We've been fighting about this it all year. Even, it don't even make you feel like there's good days. That's how much you feel like nothing is around but bad days. Like, that's how it's so sad sounding. It is such a good song. You know, you know I'm like Earth and Crystals vibrational children, and the vibrations of that song are very, very low. <laughs> I be sad, boo. Like y'all don't be sad listening to that song. No, you gotta listen to the lyrics. No, but the 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 feel of it makes me feel so sad. Everything Sister does makes me very sad. <laughs> like she the only song she got that make me feel like oh I love myself. The world is great. I'm beautiful. It's a song she don't talk about. Her song the kingdom. You always say that. So you didn't like the album? No, but I also think I'm too old. 
Do you? I think I'm too old. I thought I was. I think I'm too old for control. And I also was never one of them girls that was like insecure or felt weird about myself. Like when I was fat, I thought I was better than everybody. <laughs> <laughs> but that's also because fat girls from inner city think they better than everybody. Oh, like to be fair, big girls invented sexy. Yeah. Like so, even when I was like, a, I mean, it's no shot. A six, size sixteen, not big now, but in my day, a size sixteen was big, and I thought I was better than everybody. Like I was snobby as fuck. Like I never had like. Oh, life crises, whatever, whatever. I was in New York wilding and having a good fucking time. Traveling, being a whore internationally. <laughs> Please like, get off of my line. I but think I mean, that you, you have to... You've seen some of my 20s. You were some know. of my 20s. I never gave... I mean, because we weren't friends in my early 20s. Right. You were a child still. I was but a like, baby. My later 20s, you were around. I was living. <laughs> I don't... I don't disagree with anything that you're saying. I just think that you know how we have to separate like the artist from the artistry. Like I love Kanye's music. I do not care about him as a person at all. Mm -hmm. You get it? So with SZA, I think that her personality is like in turmoil. I don't understand what's no, going on. But the music also feels turmoil to me. No, you gotta listen to them fucking lyrics. Good days is not your type of song. I'll just say that. I just want to hear songs either screaming and hollering or like playing in my poop, my pooch. You know, like that's the only kind of music I like. Um, Which means I only like Fantasia and Tanashi. Right. <laughs> I mean, you broke that right on down. <laughs> if you don't sound like Fantasia or you don't sound like Tanashi, I don't want to hear it. Because I only want to hear songs that make me feel pretty. <laughs> I, I get it because... Because even Fantasia songs be churchy as through, but like the prettiness shines through the tears. You know what? I'm ready to end the show again <laughs> for the second time today. But I mean, he knows my thing. Like, I don't, I don't like... I, don't, I can't get into like the 20-somethings. I'm 35 for a context. Like, the 20-something is just sad. Like, your 20s supposed to be fun. You're supposed to be having a good time. You're supposed to be going out with your girlfriend. You're supposed to be, like, buying new wigs. Like, <laughs> what is all this emotions and my inner self? Who cares? Yeah, I you think... You do that work when I you're in high school. I do think that it's weird, but I think that we just, like, are from places where we had to grow up fast and didn't have to deal with that stuff in our adult life. We had mm -hmm. already surpassed those insecurities and, like, became bad as shit. We thought mm -hmm. that we were the and all of that. <laughs> That's great for us, but yeah, I'm yeah. learning that the other girls <laughs> are not there yet. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to like, you know, level set and yeah. set expectations. I'm glad that SZA is there for them. Same, but I do want her to get out of it. It can't all be like that. Even on the Kiss Me More fucking, her verse doesn't even make sense with the happiness of that fucking song. Fucking feel like jail, nigga. I was like, oh God. Does it? Like, why do you feel imprisoned by the love, <laughs> doll? What does that even mean? And it's like, I'm going to sleep with your friend. I'm like, girl, we talking about kissing your boobs. Exactly. Right? We're supposed to be making out. The fuck? Yeah, so I, I but, on that standpoint. Oh, though. yeah, she ate it. And they like, performed down. Her melodies are everything to me. Like, I like her melodically. You're still going on. You're still going on. Oh, this ass for real. Don't you look good? When my butt get big, that's going to be my part. Oh, my God. Drama make you feel. So, are you a Summer Walker fan? So, this is my thing about Summer. Summer sing better than everybody. Her control project. Who's everybody? Ooh. The girls in her arena. It's like the scissors and the all of those. But I like her singing voice. I love um the, uh what's the EP I like? Clear. Clear is everybody. I listen to Clear all the time still. Grave needed to be the direction that she went for music, period. Yeah. And I and I feel like um Over It was a regression. Because I feel like she, like her first project was like Young Girl, Cute, whatever. Turmoil, Little Girls in, in Distress, 16 Same. and War. 16 and, come on, Karina, <laughs> baby, <laughs> a singer. 
But like then clear, I, I think just felt so mature and grown and fresh and like flavorful. And so then she kind of went back to the first project with Over It. But there are songs with Over It I love. When she does those songs live, I be falling out. Over It is good to me because it made me feel like London was a real producer. I think the music on there was, because you know how I be saying these new rap boys don't have real songs. Mm -hmm. He's one of those producers to me, Mm -hmm. but I could hear like HBCU bands doing like potential. Like I could hear them doing some of those songs. I was like, oh, there's a musicality here that I never would have expected from this little boy who she don't Mm -hmm. need to be talking to. But Talking to having a a child with. All of the above. Oh. D. Um, but I feel like, like you say, it was a regression because I saw potential and more mm-hmm. music from her from the clear aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, because over it sounded like everybody else's project. Over it sounded like everybody else's project, and she made other people sound like everybody else too when they usually don't. Mm-hmm. Like Chris Brown on potential, it gave ying 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 around everybody else. Mm-hmm. Janae on I'll kill for you or whatever mm-hmm. sound, and Janae like is the girl that made all of that. For mm-hmm. this like wave of children, and it just it seemed like a regression for everybody, so I agree with that. But I'm tired of summer actually. Like yeah, I, you I, fed up. It's it, I loved over it so much, but I think that she is dry, and I'm just tired of that. Like you're never gonna go an octave up. Like you're never gonna. It's just very monotone. You don't do anything on stage. You have great musicality, and you are very melodic. Like. It's certain things that she does with her band, and I'm just like, oh, you know music. Mm-hmm. But if you're not doing nothing on stage, I'm going to stop caring after I went off for five seconds. <laughs> and, like, you got a full show to give me after. That was literally us at Snow Allegra. You see what I'm saying? And I just don't have time for those Have you seen people Snow here. Live? I've never seen Snow Live, but don't. my... I fell in love with Snow in January of 2020. And I had, like, seen people post, like, mixtapes and covers and at shows friend was like, yo, I want you to come. I was never really interested, right? Didn't really care until I never forget. I was at a friend's house in LA and a video came on for what's the song with Michael B? Want you um, around? Oh, mm-hmm. around. Ooh, a song actually. And yeah. not only the song, but the actual visuals made me tap in and forget all that was happening around me. And for me, that's just sort of my barometer for something that like is, is worth my attention. Mm-hmm. If I forget where I'm at and I'm sort of warped into the space, mm-hmm. that for me is like, yo, this got it, right? That's film, that's TV, that's music. And the video, the visuals, the song, her, I was just like super like enamored by it. And I was like, yo, who is this? Where the fuck have I been? And sort of like went on this sort of retroactive sort mm-hmm. of like yeah. journey, right? Understanding who she is, watching the videos, the video with 12E. I'm like, yo, where the fuck have I been? Right, but it wasn't until that video that I was like, "Yo, who is this chick? Where have I been, and why haven't I tapped in earlier?" But I, I, really I, I love music. Snow. No, that album is amazing. Yeah, she has really good music. I really like Situationships. Like, it's so many songs on there that I could just call out. That it's I no love. skips. But I was stage, disappointed to see her on stage. It was it was almost worse because she only had a drummer. At least. Summer has like a full band. So what is it? Like it needs work? Like she just vocal? Dance, she, she, do she literally was just like She sounds exactly like the rest. Yeah, she do. Vocally, That's she vocally she's good. fine. It's but nothing she was wrong. Like, I have a it's real back and forth walking across the stage. Oh, Interesting. We were like I was, I went to the bar because my homegirl was working it and I just was like downing whiskey. Like, okay, I need to be drunk because right. 
I can't deal with this. It was dry as toast. It was weird. But I think that's also about like artist development, blah, 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 RIP to that. But she's also, I feel like she's too old for that. To need that? To, to need not, artist development? Not to need it, but to not to not know that it's important. Hmm. I, she's, not a, she's not one of them little young joints. She's not, I don't think that she's in her 20s. And I also don't think that the girl that she is now is the girl that she set out to be. Her no. first couple EPs don't give this no. at all. Mm-mm. From a look, from a feel, from a none of that. Right. So I feel like you did that on purpose. Why you ain't bring it to the stage? Mm, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah, because she definitely did not look the she way she used to give, like, she used to sound like old Alicia Keys when we liked her. Mm-hmm. Like, it gave very trouble. Mm-hmm. It, Ooh. A song, right? Her and Alicia have similar tones though, because there are yeah. times I listen to her, I'm like, yo. Was that Alicia? She sounds like Alicia. Yeah. So, what's your thoughts on Summer? I love Summer. I think Summer's great. I think the first time I heard her was like the mixtape with the hair over the face. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this is dope. Like, there was a, like, I, 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 I like tapped in. I was like, yo, I like this chick. Um, I just wish she would do more. She's lazy. Um, but I really enjoy summer. I think, you know, for me, like the whole social like anxiety thing and like having that, I think. It's a cop out. I mean, oh I'm, I'm not going to take that away from anyone because we all deal with shit in different ways. And we ways. don't need to get canceled in the podcast community. Go sorry. ahead. But I will say. I'm not sorry. I don't know. I just think it's interesting, right? You can say you have social anxiety, but then also be sort of on social like touting. You know what I mean? So I, I don't know. I, I wish. And, you know, she's so young. She's still figuring it mm-hmm. out. Um, but I love Summer. I think she's great. I, I just want to see more. Same. I feel like... Same. I want her to get like a little bit deeper. I want her to like, get a little bit raunchier with sound. I mm. want her to be more provocative with like mm. playing with different things. Do you think that her next project she'll let... Well, do you think she'll be willing to work with anybody besides London? Because I think she needs to try without London. I would hope so. Mm. And I would hope he would have like sort of just the wherewithal to be like, yo... We want to evolve this a little bit more. You're not letting that girl go. But she's fire. I think that there is, like, way too much potential in her. Like, all of the things that you said, I think that she's very capable of. And that's why she annoys me. Because she's not doing them and she knows that she can. I feel like with her, not everybody, I don't want to be disrespectful to anybody that, like, actually deals with social anxiety is a very real thing. And I can be serious as well. But she's faking. (laughs) I think that she's doing that to make it as an excuse. Like, she doesn't want to do anything. She's lazy. So I feel like that is, well, if I say this, because I do suffer from it a little bit, I can, like, get an, get a, an aside. Or, like, they'll, like, forgive me for, like, not doing anything on stage or blase this and blase that. I really think that she is too talented to just give us that. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to mm-hmm. let her slide for that. I'm sorry. But I also think she has to, like, she's still, you know. She's she three young- projects in. But it still, it still has times. But those three projects have been back to back. So who's to say that music hasn't been recorded? Have you met Rihanna? <laughs> Sorry, he, I'm, he, not, he's I'm, I'm not even. I'm not even trying to give you a hard time. He's I think that this is a very good conversation. Summer. I just, I like her a lot, and I know that there is way more in her, and she blowing me. That's it. Yeah, I just, I just think like, give her a couple years. Okay. Give her like two years. I miss when we didn't have to give people time. But I will. I think they got to go through. I think their voice also has to change, right? Because I feel like I had this conversation with someone where it was like, artist voices don't change. I'm like, they do change, right? Yeah. And I say don't singing, sing the same as she used to. Right. It's a lot heavier, right? Mm-hmm. And I think 
she's got to go through some more things and like play with like how her voice moves and it does the things that it's supposed to do. She might come back and wow me. I'm not ruling her out. I just, I make room for all of these new girls in a way that a lot of people don't. A lot of people write all of them off. And since I'm like invested, I'm like, okay, well, all of y'all can't do the same thing. Sure. And if you know that you have something that sets you apart, why are you not using that to make yourself shine? Mm -hmm. It just irritates me a little bit. I'm going to buy, I'm going to get, I'm going to go to everything that she does because I'm a stan. But I am mad at the same time. That's fair. That's all. That's fair. So we have one last category for BT Awards. I forgot we were talking about that. <laughs> uh, it's Best International Act, which I really love that BET is doing because you need to start celebrating blackness outside of America. Come on, um, Because the girls that are singing are all in Europe right yeah. now. Yeah. Shout out to Tenny Tinks. Who? Um, who was on Instagram. Having. That throat is ridiculous. Golden. Like, oh my God. Okay. So, Best International Act, Aya Nakamura, who I just heard about last week on Twitter. She's from France. Burna Boy from Nigeria. Diamond Platinums from um, Tanzania. Emma Sita from Brazil. Hetty One from the UK. Wizkid from Nigeria. Young T and Bugsy from the UK. And Yus Yusufa from France. Okay, I want to say one thing. I like that BET is doing this. I think it's like kind of like a trailblazing moment for them and they needed to do it a long time ago. They are only doing this to give it to Wiz or Berna. Those people that you just named that nobody that's listening right now knows, they're not going to win. That's just, they're not going to. I just like to be logical and reasonable. I'm sorry, it's just not going to happen. <laughs> apparently this Aya girl is like everything. The doll? Yeah, apparently. On, that's what the girls were saying on Twitter. They were showing her accolades and her credentials. And I was like, oh, she, I missed her. I mean, we love Because I transfer. always care about Tinny Tink. Like, if you not doing it like Tinny, I don't care. But go ahead. Uh, so, it's between Burner and Wiz. See? Mainly because those are the only two I know. I'm sure <laughs> the rest of them are all super great. <laughs> Dwight um, Peace. But... Burner's had like a he's had an amazing like past couple years. Like yes. yeah. he's I been really consistent, like he's broken through, like he's transcended sort of genres, even if you're not familiar with sort of Afrobeat, so that's not your thing. You're intrigued based on his appeal. Mm -hmm. Right? Like even when he starts to switch up with like language and like I guess his version of like Patois or broken English, it's still enticing. It makes me want to tap in. So for me I'm gonna give it to Burner. I mean, same. Wiz's new album is like that, though. And the pants are flawless. <laughs> he do be dressing. That's a fire album. Wiz's album is like that. I'm obsessed with Burner. Like, he could do no wrong with my book. I like all of his music. Uh, I like... Did you know that Coffee was his cousin or something like that? What? Coffee is related that to That Jamaican girl? Yeah. She got or a fire song called person, Rapture. I don't, I don't, oh, and you talk I, about me getting us canceled. Wow. No, Look at the no, table's turn. No. Oh, the table's turn. No. That wasn't inflammatory turn. because everyone uses she, her turn. pronouns for Coffee. But I don't know if turn. Coffee okay. used them for themselves. I don't either. And I don't care. I so like I'm it. not being... He, he said so many inflammatory things and then try to make it like I say... No. I'm just saying, people say she, her, but I also realize that people get misgendered a lot, so I just want to be respectful. Okay, that's great. Shout out to Demi Lovato. Demi Lovato now goes by they, them. Um, okay. Exactly, because I was <laughs> definitely about to say something inflammatory. Wow. I'm just going to clamp my tongue. 
So shout out to Burna Boy for winning Best International Um And the last thing we can talk about before uh, we take a break is um, new music. Currently listening, now listening. Only thing me and Muse are really listening to, well, Muse, because I'm cheating on this person, but all Muse <laughs> listening to is Sinead Harnett's That Is Always Too Late album. That is a project. No skips. Make yeah. me feel things. Distraction, song of the century. Oh. And I will die on that hill. Okay. What are your top three from the album? So, Distraction. Distraction is number one. The title track. Really? Mm-hmm. And then the song, the song with Lucky. Shocked? Mm. I didn't think you would say it. Okay. My top three are Last Love. You love Last Love. <laughs> Another Alicia Keys it's situation. It's Alicia Keys song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I just, I'm just happy that we girls are making more upbeat songs. Um, like This. A song. I love Like This. Um... And I, it's hard. Like, I want to say distractions, but you I also to. love obvious. So Obvious is good. But I'm going to say last love, like this, and distraction. Yeah, distraction has to go up there. I was, like, force-feeding this distraction on Dwight while you were going to get the food earlier. I mean, it's a hit. What do you want? Yeah. Sinead Harder has been, like, putting in work, though. Like, I don't really know of songs that I don't like of her. The Thailandia doll baby. We love right. her. Randomly Thai and Irish. That Because Sinead is an Irish name. Mm-hmm. So I was like, hmm. But um, she also did that, like, at your best cover. And she had on, like, the Thai, that was beautiful. Thai guard. Mm-hmm. Come on, Heritage. And we, you know, we like sticking with Van Jeff and Masego. Love that. The video is really cute. It was, like, pandemic friendly. They were all in their own boxes. Masego makes really good music with, with women. women. With women. With yeah. women, for sure. I give him a Masego hard time. Masego don't let none of the new girls sing without him. Oh, no. He's getting on the track. I give him a really hard time because he seemed like a boy that used to get brainwashed at King's Chapel. And Morehouse, you know how people go to Morehouse and then they become different men? I just loved how, like... You know exactly what I'm talking about. When people be describing somebody and they be like this very specific... I feel like a lot of listeners know what I'm talking about. No, I know what you're talking about. But... That's not how I would describe him, but I know him. No, he give me like he went to Morehouse and he real annoying still today after graduation. You know what I'm talking about. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm not a Morehouse alum, so I don't, but... Me neither. <laughs> but you have proximity to the yeah, league. It's um, <laughs> fair. But okay. yeah. Okay, so are you listening to anything else Muse? I know certain albums we have you in a chokehold and you don't listen to nothing else. So I have not really been listening to anything else album wise, but I'm still listening to Like It by Carla Carlay and fucking Coyle Ray. I've been waiting on And then it is this song that I love. I think it's called Grapefruit. I'm about to find her. She's still singing my shit. That is my song. Yeah, so like Almond Milk Honey has this song out called Grapefruit that I'm obsessed with. It's What's like the name of the group? Almond Milk Honey. I actually think of it as just one girl. Oh, word. Okay. Yeah, but it's a really cute song called Grapefruit. Love that. Let me see what else is in this recently played because, you know. Oh, fucking. I don't know how to pronounce her name. Maita or Maida. Oh, uh-huh. Her... EP is everything. Vic told me that, but I just haven't gotten to it yet. So I brought her up on a couple episodes ago because like a song came out, but like mm-hmm. the entire EP is really good. Mm-hmm. It's certain songs in it that I feel like Rihanna would kill, but she has a very different voice. Like you know how Rihanna like learned how to sing in front of us. Mm-hmm. 
this girl, like, she really sings, but she uses restraint. Mm. And the restraint is like, oh, wait, you really could sing because you're not doing nothing and I can tell you could sing. Mm. But when you sing live, you do all the things. She did a cover of uh, One Plus One by Beyonce mm. on Instagram. That's not an easy song to sing. It's not. And she sounded amazing. I was like, oh, wait, the whites really have me in a chokehold still. Come on, colonialism. Yikes. <laughs> I actually don't know her nationality. I don't think that she's just white. Um, okay, well, I'm very much on Shanine Harnett. Um, I'm also be. very much on Alicia Bella. Her project dropped in January, so I'm late. Muse always talk about her. I never really pay her any mind, but... Um, I love Alicia. She need to come on the cast. Friends of the show. She should. I love her. It's um, a really good project. I every year I do it like a, a best of year of the year playlist. So like as songs come as albums come out, I try to um in real time like save into the playlist like the songs that I like. And um at the bottom spot, if I was like, oh daughter, you didn't add <laughs> Alicia Bella, and I was like, well should I add her? Let me listen. And I listened this week, and I haven't seen anything else really outside of Shanae. And also this artist, I don't know anything about her life. Somebody that sent me the link. I was like, girl, you're going to love it. Her name's Meraki, and the song is called Lisa Leslie. Um, oh, I like that song. Yeah, that song goes off. Um, she said that dick deserve a jersey. All right. Um, no, that's the lyrics of the song. I know. Oh, I'm like, I'm not being inflammatory. That's what to say. Um, so that's what I've been on this Wait, week. also, before we move on, I do think that everybody needs to take a listen to Sam Dew's project. It's really good. Y'all know I'm obsessed with Sam fucking dude. He went to school with us, didn't he? He, went, made that he up. went to Morehouse. I mean, that's the same thing. Yeah, he went to he, AUC alum. Um, yeah. And he used to work at Slice, and he used to make a fire drink. He worked at Slice? Yeah. Legendary. Free pizza, wow. Um, I also want to say, ah, uh, ah, uh, Come on, ah, ah, ah. Shout out to Dream Doll. The Doll. Um, tell me what you like, Song of the Summer. Um, I forgot, Lucky Days, like, did a Spotify single mm-hmm. thing. Oh, the this cover? live version of fucking uh, Floods. I was like, wait, like, I always like Lucky. The album is great. Mm-hmm. I watch all his YouTubes multiple times. Love him. But that took my love for Lucky a whole nother level. I mean, he sounded like a fucking, like, Nightingale. He just sounded <laughs> You beautiful. always say that people sound like Nightingales. He just crazy. sounded so beautiful. So I've been listening to the, the live Floods a lot, too. Wait, wait. The cover he came out with of the Marvin Gaye song is the only thing that I heard. Oh no, there's a there's another song on the Spotify singles. He did a Oh, I have to tap into Yeah, it. once we um is the body sitting on Screaming. Oh. Once we uh when we crack open these platters um on break, um we can play that. But okay. he sounds beautiful. Dwight? What are you listening to? Uh unusual DeMont, uh Pine. I love Put this kid. He reminds me of Miguel. Ooh, okay. But Ooh. like in a very younger, fresher way. Um, Cole, Pride is the Devil. Of course. The song in and of itself, the title is self-explanatory. Um, and Alice Isley, Good and Plenty. <gasps> I mean... And I just found out like last week that she's related race. to the Isleys. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's one of the daughters. I Had no, had I known that prior, I would have never tapped in. Really? Why? Because I, I don't know. I like... Nepotism. I just don't... Yeah, like... Just be Alex. Mm. Do your own Instead thing Instead of being first, Alex Isley. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, she doesn't really play it up at all. It doesn't seem like. But it's like when your last name is Isley, black people gonna put two and two together. Come on, Tank. Except for me, I didn't put it together. I, <laughs> I said not I. I didn't nah, know. Nah, Alex Isley is lit. We talk the about her all the time. Good and Plenty remix with Lucky. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everything. Mm-hmm. 
she has a bunch of songs that I just like rotate over and over and over again. That's all with Terrace Martin. What's that song called? Shea Butter Blueberries or something. And all she do is just mm, on the background. And I'm just like, what is the science behind these runs, Alex? Like, girl, you are vocally perfect. Yeah, she can do no wrong. That is a singing fool. Yeah, we love her. I'm excited for her. Yeah. And I, I really feel like she's about, like, I feel like she's been working for a long time. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the it's about to, like, turn over for her. It has to. I feel like it's about to turn over for her. Yeah. So. She's like music head children. Yeah. People who really know music or, like, are always down to the yin yin yings of mm-hmm. playlists love the Osley. Yeah, I feel like she's in that same kind of arena as, like, her. her De- I wasn't going to say her, but I was going to say oh. Devin Morrison and Joyce oh, yeah. Rice and. That whole like crew of friends. Yeah, which I love them more yeah, than the, the better girls. Yeah, Sorry. the better girls. <laughs> no, that's the thing. I wish that they could. Um, I wish that they could like rise. Yeah, because you know how I felt about Joyce Rice. Her album actually still has me in a fucking shackle. But I don't know. I need to tap into Unusual Demont. I've heard the name before, but I haven't listened to this Pine song. Yeah, it came up randomly on a playlist, and I was like, "Yo, who is this kid?" And I was like, okay, it's got a vibe to it. It's, uh, I'm into it. Yeah. Oh, and then uh, Looney, she has a song called Raw. I think it's, it came out earlier this year. Um, ex-US artist, uh, but fire song, lots of emotion. How are we spelling Looney? L-O-O-N-E-Y. Oh, okay. Like a tune. <laughs> like a tune. <laughs> so y'all got a lot of homework to do. Yeah, because music is out. Um, I kind of want to talk music. about like... ASAP Rocky and Rihanna, but I don't feel like making people mad, so we could talk about it another day. Moral of the story is we love it. What do you think? Um, I love it. I mean, <laughs> it's like, I mean, I feel like they had a thing back in the day when they went on tour together. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, Rihanna always brings her men on to work with her so she can have them around. Think about it. When she went on tour, what tour was that? That was Diamonds with Travis. Diamonds. No. No, what was what tour was Rocky on? Diamonds. Diamonds. Oh, right, because she started with one and mm-hmm. then ended with the other one. Because mm-hmm. she had Travis and Rocky. Then when she did her Puma sneakers, who was in the ads? Travis. Oh, yeah. When she did the <laughs> new skincare, who was in the ads? Rocky. Yeah. Whoever she went at the time, she like, come be in my shit. She best Come be around But me. also, they did like that GQ question thing. Mm-hmm. And they had like really good chemistry, right? I think... We automatically want them to have good chemistry because they're both sort of fashion rights in their own respective lanes. But I think watching them gel together, I felt like he knew her buttons, she knew his buttons. It was it was it was it was cool to see. They're cute to me, and I and didn't want to like it. And they've been friends for so long too, right? Yeah. So it's like I think when you see people who've been around, who've been friends, finally hook up, it's like cute. Yeah, I agree. And I think that also, who could Rocky genuinely be with? You know what I'm saying? Because and who he, could Rihanna genuinely be with? I feel like we want better for Rihanna from a status perspective. I do think that like Rocky is... What do you is, mean status-wise? Because like Rocky is beneath her. Like as a person, as an artist, as a, all of that. But the give, <laughs> the look... You see how crazy I told you I warned you. She's worse than me. She just acting for, she acting for the cameras because you hear. He's a liar. He is inflammatory. Do you see this man's tweets? Do you see his Instagram? The thing is, I be right. But you be inflammatory about it. Oh, okay. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. I think that she can do better, but I don't think but that... But who is better? Exactly. I think that we're having a hard time grappling with the idea that there is a better person. Because it's not. Right. So I like it now. <laughs> now. <laughs> yeah, because at first you were with... I mean, I like it because I like seeing people who are cool with each other date. 
I do too. And I, I feel think like the they, friendship, like butting into that, is what it should be. And I feel like their relationship is probably perfect, a lot better than it would be with like somebody she just met randomly and they just uh, immediately started dating. But when like she know him, she know all his mess. You know what I'm saying? I just yeah. feel like it's just a cooler, a chiller relationship. I'm not mad. And they about to be looking bomb together. Like, when outside is outside, and they start walking around together, because I'm sure she was mad that he brought her up in the GQ, but she's going to get over it, and they're going to be at red carpets together. They just going to look so sick. Yeah, they're just better than everybody. It don't give, like, matrimony, but it give nice for now. Mm-hmm. I want Rocky to cut his hair. He's not going to. I know, but he could, like, be a model if he would cut his fucking hair. I think that's his allure, right? I don't think there are too many models that look like him with hair like him, right? Mm-hmm. I think they're either his complexion with really strong features and really tall, but none of them have sort of this like urban hybrid edge. Mm-hmm. So I think that's his like unique advantage. I just don't think everybody needs hair, but he's not wrong. He only want he want to be the the hair pioneer. It's not true. <laughs> he want to be the Mayel doll baby. We get there. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, we can take a break. We've been rapping. Is that enough distraction? You're looking back, I see. One night of passion. Charge you up a week. Give you satisfaction. Is that why you seem to make it hard to speak? Ain't nobody that can please you like me When you call, then you know I'm gonna show Take it there where I know you wanna go More high than you ever been before Is that enough distraction? I feel like we had that full um, hour and didn't really like give a traditional intro. So I don't know if you want to like tell the audience about yourself a little bit more, Dwight. Sure. Um, So my name is Dwight from Brooklyn, born and raised, still reside. Um, I've been working in entertainment since I was 18, 32 now. Um, Yeah, many different sectors. So label, brand, media. Um, and now sort of work in the digital music space. Okay. Love that. So can you share with us, like, your trajectory? Yeah, so... Because you, you were, like, all over, so, like, all over the ecosystem of music, so yeah. you could just kind of share that. Yeah, so I started, so in 2006, uh, the school that I went to, this girl, like, randomly walked up to me one day, and she was like, yo, boy, what are you here for? And I'm like, what are you talking about? She's like, what are you here for? Like, why are you in school? What do you want to do with your life? And I was like, I don't know. I want to work in entertainment. I just don't know what I want to do. I know I don't want to be a manager, an artist. So she was like, yo, you can... My friend runs a street team at Def Jam. She's looking for people. If you want to join, you can connect with her. So I was like, okay. So I like reached out to her. And like it was a lot of back and forth. Long story short, I joined the street team November 21st, 2006. And the reason why I remember that day... 
is because that was the same day Kingdom Come came out. Mm. And I remember going to Virgin Megastore and I bought the deluxe album of it. And like I went to school, I, mean, I went to the office. And I remember it also feeling like really cosmic at that time because Chrisette was an alumni from my college. She had the single with Jay Lost Ones and then like Nas dropped, Can't Forget About You. So I was like, this feels perfect, mm-hmm. right? So I was rocking out, like, you know, I was doing things that was just like, I didn't think I would be doing or saw myself doing, right? I grew up sort of only child really sheltered. So like on the corner of 125th, handing out Jeezy postcards. Um, <laughs> Can I just say, street teams are a lost era. I like, miss them. I miss street teams too. I have so many posters that I got mm-hmm. from street teams yeah. that I like can't wait to like unleash in my new place. But that was such a, a important era. And I think like before the internet, like that was like the guerrilla marketing. Mm-hmm. And remember how they used to take college over mm-hmm. like monica was on campus once and it was just like street teams everywhere like mm-hmm. everybody on every sector corner of the auc and i was like i have the cd already with a little promo they would be a little promo <laughs> like three she shows in front of the students that are signing autographs <laughs> and shit i'm just like girl but i do miss that i wanted to be on one right and i mean it was it was cool but like you know so for me i would like i was like all right this is different but i'll do it and because the street team was, like, unpaid, you know, there would be things that, like, you would get stipends for food, but, like, you wouldn't get money. Um, a lot of people didn't stay. I was just so happy to be in the building and sort of be amongst sort of people whose names I had saw in album credits, thank mm-hmm. yous, and just, like, note honorable mentions. So, for me, I was just there chilling, right? It was something to do on my off days when I wasn't in school. Um, and I remember my sophomore year, the person who I reported on that was leaving and my boss, who is a really, really good friend to this day, um, she was like, yo, she's leaving. You know the ropes. I really don't feel like hiring anyone else. Do you want the job? And I'm like, huh? I was like, I'm still in school. She was like, I know, nigga. But like, <laughs> basically, like, if you can manage this in school, the job is yours. But you cannot quit school for this. And mm. if you quit school for this, um, not only will I fire you, but I'll ban you from the building so that you can't work in any of the departments. So if you can manage it, make it work. So I was like, all right, cool. So, my schedule is either Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or Tuesday, Thursday. So, if I was Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I was, like, leaving my house at, like, 5.30 a.m. for a 9 a.m. class. I would rock out until, like, 1.30, hop on the Long Island Railroad, come back to the city, sort of be in the office for the remainder of the day. On my off day, would be in the office. Um, and then on the inverse of the schedule, it would be the same thing. So, my college years where everyone, everyone sort of like has those dorm experiences and those moments, I didn't have that. Mine were sort of like taking conference calls from the train or leaving school early with because I had to go to an event or coming to class with a suit bag. So it was cool. I don't regret it. It's, it really jump-started my career and like it sort of fortified a lot of the relationships that I have today. Um, and it was really cool. It was, it was great. You know, I was done with school and my boss kept the promise and I was there. Until like 2012, oh, so wow. like had gone Tenure. through so, like and and again, so I got hired in 08 and I like left in 2012, yeah 2012, so 20 yeah 2012, and it was cool. I had touched an an immense amount of projects and I was like I want more, and I went to work at translation. So like at this point. Stout, obviously, he has his cashier on him and sort of being the music. He's Stout, everybody. <laughs> he was like, who? He has his cachet around him about sort of being this music guy um, that turned ad guy, right? Mm-hmm. So at the time, Budweiser was like, yo, we want to do something cool that impacts culture, millennials, right? That was the buzzword at the time, now it's Gen Z. But like, 
but you want to do something that impacts and sort of like connects the dots. So they created Made in America. After Made in America, there became a huge influx of business where like clients were like, yo, we want that, but respected to our brand and our audiences. So from there, I had worked on Made in America year two to three. Um, I've launched this program for Bud Light called Bud Light Music First 5051. 50 shows, 50 states, all on one day. Shit. Um, I launched State Farm Neighborhood Sessions, which is still in activation um, today. And then did this program with Sprite called Sprite Twisted Beats, where at the time EDM was really big. So it was like basically like a sound clash, like taking like Kendrick, who was still like emerging, and taking someone like, I don't know, Dead Mouse, right? And sort of creating this thing and sort of remixing the Sprite thing, sort of doing what's now on market with the cans. Was there and then got laid off. Me and 38 people just got chopped. Mm. But Light took the, that was my main account. They sort of like took the business away from the agency and just got chopped. And I was like, okay. What am I going to do? So I wound up going back to Universal Music Group, which is the parent company to Def Jam, within two weeks. I was very fortunate. I wasn't out of work for a long time. But that's the like mark of like having a good relationship. It is. It is. And I was doing brand partnerships holistically for Island, Def Jam, Republic, Motown, and Capital because there was a lot of secret mergers. Mm-hmm. So everything from like video product integration, tour sponsorship, TV, film, and sync licensing, Anything to sort of bring in ancillary dollars to support front-end marketing initiatives. And it was cool until it wasn't cool because it started being, for me at least, it felt stifling in the sense where it was just like, hey, we're shooting a video. We need $50,000 by tomorrow. Or, hey, do you have any brands that want to give us some money to do this, to this event? It became more like cold calling, like whoever's going to give us a lion's share of the deal, we'll take it. Like... It's a condom brand, but we'll partner with Ariana Grande, like because we, you know what I mean. It was a lot. It was a lot of <laughs> That's weird. that for me. Um, and then from there, I went to Viacom. Um, Real quick, but, can you just go back and say like what artists were on the label at that time? Yeah, yeah. So just to give you perspective, time. So this is like when Ariana Grande, like first album when she was still, I think her her name on the Nickelodeon show was Victorious, mm-hmm. but she was still like artist and actor. Um, this is like when Iggy had first dropped, had mm. popped. The weekend was still like doing his thing, like still in the incubator. Says the Gemini was really big. This is like around the time with like Jesse J, Ariana, Nikki had that song Bang. Mm-hmm. Um, I hate that song, by the way. Like that whole era, right? It was just like things just sort of fast moving at the time. And it was cool. Learned a lot, right? That things that are still very much applicable to my life today. Um, but it was just, again, it just felt very salesy. So for me, it was like, despite sort of how it was presented and sort of being brand partnerships, right? You're working with brands to sort of tap into their objectives and use artists to further amplify. And, you know, it was like, all right, where's the money? Who has the money? How's it rolling? Mm -hmm. And for me, that wasn't it, right? Because you sort of have this looming number over your head where it's a gift or a curse, right? If you meet your number, cool. We should set it higher Mm -hmm. because you can deliver if you don't meet your number, we're looking at you like, well, what the fuck were you doing all year? You know what I mean? So it was a touch and go thing. It was all good. Um, left there, went to Viacom. And for me, I was like, this is it. Full circle moment. I sort of I went in as director of integrated marketing at 28, um, working across the music portfolio. So MTV, VH1, and Logo on the pitch side. So basically, brands would come to us across all categories. So CPG automotive spirit lifestyle it's like hey we have this thing how can we integrate right whether it be 
linear, which is TV. So think like anything that's on TV, whether it be original programming, legacy programming, how can we put our thing in a thing, right? So an example would be like Burger King is sort of touting the Whopper, right? Sales are down, so they, that's their objective. They have like this Survivor-esque show, right? So reward to the people is like, we're going to airdrop a Whopper, right? Mm -hmm. So it's coming up with those creatives, but working in tandem with sales. So it's like, I'm building the creative sales is then going out to sort of like push the shit through. Mm -hmm. Hated that job. (laughs) (laughs) Hated it because it was like, it was almost looked at like, yo, okay, well, what should we do, Dwight? Like, what should we do in the hip hop space? And it was like, for me, I'm more than that, right? Mm -hmm. Like, sure, I do have an affinity to urban culture and urban music. But there are a lot of shit that I listen to and that I like that's outside of the urban spectrum. But that wasn't also one pain point. You know, a you lot of on the Fleetwood Mac. Of course. <laughs> of course. Neon trees, the whole shebang. But you know, one of the big plights for me was that it just became very it was just again very automated, right? You have these mm-hmm. clients that spend a shit ton of money year in, year out with them, where it was just like they know what they want, right? Where it's like Pepsi is gonna spend X amount of millions, right? So why you they're like, oh, let's pitch. Let's see what you guys can do. You come back with a bespoke creative that you know in your mind is super cogent and it's going to connect to audiences. They're like, uh, actually, can we just do what we did last year, but like kind of tweak it a bit? I hate that. And it just became like this burn and churn. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, cool. All good. And then in this space, I was sort of like figuring it out because... A friend of mine, Sherry Bryant, who's like the co-president at Rock Nation, she had tapped me to sort of come in and work at Alamo, um, which is an uh, indie label through, it's an indie label through Interscope. So they've got like the likes of Smoke Perp, Dirk is there, um, a few other artists, Rod Wave is there. Um, So she's tapped me to come in and sort of head of strategy and partnerships. So everything includes their traditional partnerships. DSPs, which is like digital streaming platform, so the ecosystem of Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, um, and digital partnerships are sort of having that under my umbrella. And it was a lot, right? It was this different breed of sort of label life, right? I love Alamo, I love everyone there, which is different. It just, you know, it was different. Um, it was cool for me. Would you say it's different because they didn't have like the, tra- it wasn't traditional in the same way as like a Def Jam Universal, like it operated in a way that wasn't as traditional or? Or is the structure different? Yeah. Nah, just the artists were different. Mm. Got it. You know, like it's an, like, I had been used to artists that were sort of groomed and it's more so mm. like these are artists who, they know who they are, right? It's mm-hmm. this Gen Z culture of informed and sort of. It's a different thing. Like right? They come with their packages. Your yeah, package exactly. Made at the label. Which is not bad. But it's great. But I think for me, I had just sort of lost my passion and that like had scared me for a bit. So, you know, I took a job in February at United Entertainment Group. Um, I went in as senior director of entertainment. Um, the dog's been leveling. Have y'all been hearing like it's Let's leveling. talk about the resume. <laughs> yeah, like credentials. Like hire me, nigga. And then like I went in February 10th and then... June 2nd quarantine hit alright yeah and I got chopped and I was like okay it is what it is right but this is also injury to insult right because um, it was right after sort of the weekend of like the George Floyd riots and the unjust mm-hmm. in the city so it was just like damn like on top of all that I'm dealing with mm-hmm. right <clears throat> you're gonna tell me y'all chopping me cool yeah. all good <clears throat> it was cool I sort of enjoyed the summer um, and just sort of rocked out and then, you know, I would say like midsummer, I got a gig um, at a digital music company, which 
has been really great. So it's been good. I, I like this iteration now because I'm allowed to sort of use my experiences and things that I've done in the past to sort of bring to the forefront to not only help artists, but also help managers and talent just sort of further expand on their creative. So it's been cool. It's been a journey. But it's been cool. Well, Tisha Campbell. Still <laughs> here, okay? <laughs> it's the journey. <laughs> but it's been cool. There's, and look, I would be remiss if I said there weren't lulls, right? Like, being laid off and sort of like, fuck. Like, it's it's a shot to esteem. It's mm. a shot to morale, right? Um, it's a lot, you know? Oh, and that's also one thing I forgot to mention. When I left UMG, it wasn't a willing leave. It was like the department mm. got reshuffled and I got chopped. So a full year, I was sort of trying to figure out like what was life, right? I had sort of moved into my apartment. I was like, I'm gonna figure this out. Depleted all my savings. Mm. Like went into a new year with no money. And it was like really depressing, right? Cause yeah. I sort of left with this chip on my shoulder. Like I'm smart, I got relationships. But I was also getting meetings and interviewing with people. So I'm like, well, what the fuck is a disconnect, right? Mm -hmm. And I think it's just one of those things where it's just like timing and happenstance is extremely important. Mm -hmm. And hindsight and just having perspective is way clearer than sort of going through it. But it was scary. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was like, I didn't want to forfeit my apartment and move back home. Right. I'm like now picking up circulars and like, you know, it was just different. Right. Mm -hmm. But I think that sort of like that taught me a lot. It taught me hustle. It taught me grind. Mm -hmm. It taught me to be a little bit more scrappy and resourceful and just also sort of live very warrior like. Right. While things, and this is not applicable to, this is applicable to all industries separate of music, but like, you're only as good as until you're good, right? And it's just like, for me, it's always like, you got to prepare. So like, if God forbid, the, the, the music stops, right? Or where are you going to, how are you going to land on your feet? Mm -hmm. And I think for me, that's just constantly been my approach because I don't I ever want to go back to that place. So it's like the constant, like, all right, just keep hustling, just keep pushing through and figuring it out. Um, so again, I'm glad that happened because I felt like it needed to happen, but you know, and it happened when I was like, what, 25, 26, but it needed to happen in order to propel me forward and have sort of like perspective and how to navigate and move and be a little bit more strategic mm -hmm. and just conscious of money. Right. Yeah. I think as an adult, sometimes when you're making it, you feel like you just spend it. Right. Yep. But I Outside know what it, is expensive. It is, but like, you know, to walk outdoors. coming from that situation, I was like, okay, well, we're going to the supermarket. We're going to pick up a circular. <laughs> That's right? right. What's on sale this week? That's what we have. We're going to find out what's on sale because the reality is as much as you may love Welch's grape juice, it don't make sense paying $5 for 64 ounces when you can maybe get a little Tropicana for two fifty. dollars Circulars right? are coupons? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I've yeah. I've never heard nobody say that before. Oh, yeah, yeah, So, you know. It ain't making the DC. That's why it ain't making the DC. But, you know, also understanding, like, yo, Thursday nights, we're going to eat tuna. And this is even when you have it, right? It's, it's not. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's always spaghetti in there. But from sort of a very green perspective, you know, adulthood, right? You sort of look at it as like, oh, every night I'm going to go out with my friends. We're going to link. We're going to drink. We're going to eat. We're going to be social. And it's like. It's okay not to do that every night, right? Because that's also mm -hmm. not real life, right? Um, and I think for me, I just had to go through it in order to fully experience it. So I always say, like, shit gets wild, shit gets rough. But it's one of those things where you got to push through and just sort of allow the shit to happen. You know what I mean? And just trust the process and trust the journey. And just be intentional with shit, too. Because 
if I would like my dad, he works at a hospital and he would always say, like, why don't you get a real job and come work with me at the mm. hospital? And I'm like, I have a real job. He's like, Yeah, but it's not working out. Like, well, and I'm like, I got this, I got this. You know, so it's one of those things where it's like it's very hard to tell parents, especially parents that are of immigrant descent, right? Where they're like, What is this thing that you want to do? Like, that's just mm-hmm. something we hear on the radio. Like, what is like how do you make money from that? You're not a singer, right? Mm-hmm. You're not an artist. Like, what is this thing? Right. So even now, like we have conversations and like, I just don't get it, but okay. (laughs) Um, But it's cool though. You know, I think passion fuels creativity. And as long as you're passionate about what you do, the things will always happen the way they're supposed to happen. And also too, like for me, I'm a fan first. So like, Mm. I can't lose sight of that. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like music is a thing that kept me company as a kid growing up, only child. Music is a thing that sort of sparked emotion and creativity and just sort of all things in between it's the unify it's the ultimate unifier you know and for me i hold on to it and it's something that like you know i want to see its perseverance throughout the years and you know make sure that people and artists are sort of doing the things and if i can help anyway you know i'll do that so many gems in what you said go off I'm like, don't even know where, like, to go next. Like, All the questions I prepared, it's like, yeah. shut up. New questions are dumb. Because <laughs> you just, like... Ate it. Yeah. Um, but I guess I'll, I'll say this. I think what makes your career really interesting is that you started at, like, the, like, golden era of, like, analog, so to say, right. music, right? And now you're in a DSP space. So, like, in what ways... Um, do you think that um, analog kind of tops? In what ways do you think digital tops? Like each other. Like what are the pros and cons? Yeah, of each. Because you, because I think it's different. He lived both. Yeah, like you really were entrenched in both. So like you kind of share like what were the things that you felt were really impactful in an analog way, and what are the things that you feel now are super impactful? I think they're they both sort of work well still to this day, right? Because then digital was still a thing and like even now analog is still a thing to an extent right so i don't think they're sort of mutually exclusive i think obviously with analog it's a little bit more physical right it's a little bit more more time where digital is a bit more like fast right mm-hmm. it's, it's it's there for the masses it's super quick um so i don't know it, it's interesting like i appreciate both equally um but like you know from a tangible perspective i do like holding touching feeling smelling um, again, going back to being a fan first, so some of that I miss sometimes, mm-hmm. um, but also understand like th- it still exists, right? But the way people consume, right? I think the way the world is moving is just very indicative of consumer habits and behaviors. You know what I mean? Like you walk out the street, everyone is on their phone, right? So how does how do how do you sort of indoctrinate sort of the world of music right into this new mindset right where people are constantly on their phones right so you sort of understand the process you understand the mindset and you got to just sort of tap into those psyches and meet new audiences old and new sort of where they're at mm-hmm. which is on their phone i thought it to you muse i think that that's like a really good point though because even just from i'm saying because he also works yeah. sim- in a very similar space yeah. but outside of music so like in media and pr the year of mobile has been every year since like 2012. They're always trying to figure out how to connect with people mobily, like you said, because everybody's always in their fucking phones. Like whether that is an ad on a game or whether that is like 
radio or anything like that that you can like take with you everywhere you go because you fucking have an iPhone and you're not gonna leave it anywhere. Like my phone is in my hand at all times. You can ask Stephanie. I answer the phone on the first <laughs> ring. It don't even ring half the time. And she's like, did what? Like right. hello. Right, right, right. So I think that, that connecting point is really important to see that like brand partnerships from the artist side is also thinking like that because working on the like strictly media side, you don't think about that. Yeah. You don't think that the brands or the labels or anything like that where they hold like these like um incubators of artists yeah care about that because like there's artists that are really like artsy that are just like i want my music out i don't care they don't have right. the business acumen so seeing that link of who are the people that connect those people Absolutely. to us is really important and then also too right like i think you have to understand consumer excuse me behaviors you know i think quibi was a genius idea right mm-hmm. um but I think it was too soon, too quick. I always say it's like the Black Planet MySpace disconnect. Mm-hmm. Black Planet was MySpace, but I think it was too soon that everyone had computers. So mm-hmm. it was a disconnect. I had like five Black Planet pages. <laughs> I was out here. But, you know, I think with uh, like content in general, right? Content is king. But I think you also have to understand sort of consumer behaviors, right? The threshold for engagement is seven seconds, mm-hmm. right? retention generally doesn't extend past 30 seconds right so it's like if you can't capture within the first seven they're not they're not you know they're not coming or staying you you lost them right Mm -hmm. so it's like creating cogent content but in these bite-sized snackable moments i think is key right Mm -hmm. where i think a lot of a lot of times a lot of big companies really want to go like sort of broad with these broad strokes like yo let's do this like 10 minute vignette and it's like that's cool but you also got to know your audience i literally mm-hmm. just had to talk my job out of doing that yeah and it's like it, it's interesting because it's like yo it's cool but it's like just know your audience mm-hmm. right if if everyone is on tiktok watching 30 to 60 second sort of loops same tiktok is a prime example right tiktok is like another vine right yeah mm-hmm. for sure it's just different timing right and i think Look at how TikTok has sort of taken off, right? Even with the resurgence of like music, past, right? Catalog, mm-hmm. right? Look how, Shout like, out to um, Natasha Benningfield. We are feeling the rain on our skin yet again. Ah, 20 ah, years later. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> ah, 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 ah. I'm screaming. She's having the time of her life She's right now. But I'm also sure that's having like, even with the hills coming back and that song being the theme song, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's a full 360 moment, right? But, like, you're now exposing a new generation mm-hmm. to this song that was big 10-plus years ago, right? So, it's like... And big ups to her for, like, letting the niggas shine. Because the video ain't even about her. She's mm-hmm. in it. She just, like, let them niggas dance. I know that's right, Natasha. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I think content is king. And I think you just gotta, again, meet audiences where they're at, right? If the next thing for us is no longer phones, but, like, we have, like, these glass plates on our face that does everything our phone does. Oh, How do we... Yeah. Right, like how do we meet them there, right? But I think it's about evolving with the time and not being a laggard to sort of what has already happened. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like the naps of black hole, right? Like I think Jay said it best. He was like, it's too late, you know? Because I think people were scared, right? They was like, what is this thing? What do you mean it's corrupting and changing sort of the ecosystem of how you make money, right? Things went left and then, you know, there was a solvent to it. But I think you've got to be ahead of it because shit is moving so fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that instant gratification piece, like, from a consumer perspective, like you said, you lose niggas in seven seconds. Mm-hmm. So you have to follow people, and people are also evolving because of the technology. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, if music is not able to follow that, then you lose people. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. You know, and again, you, music connects people. You can be in the most shittiest mood or the most happiest mood and it'll instantly change how you feel. You know what I mean? So it's like you have to make sure that you're connecting with people and you're cementing these moments of inspiration, you know? So it's interesting. And I always look forward to see what people are doing, you know? I mean, even as NFTs becomes a thing, right? Like, mm. I don't know what they mean. <laughs> <laughs> like, I really don't, but I'm intrigued, mm. you know? Um, because I'm like, well, what does this now look like? What, you know, it talks about ownership and sort of everyone having equal shares, but mm. what does that mean? Right. Yeah. How does it work? For me, that's interesting. You know, I, again, I don't know if it'll work, but if it does, cool. If not, you know. So what do you say to like legacy artists who are very used to a very particular way the industry was, um, what do you say about bringing them into the fold now? Because I feel in a lot of ways they kind of get left behind and yeah. get left out of the conversation because they like want to like be up on the new technology. But I think like um, when you're also a legacy artist, it means you're probably not on a label that's mm-hmm. current right now, right? So like for artists like that, what do you say would be like their best form of kind of connecting into like where we are digitally? I think you are as good as your team. Right. I think if you are an artist and this is any medium, right, your your job is to create. You're not supposed to be inundated with sort of the logistics of how your art sort of is distributed. Right. Mm-hmm. Your job is to solely create. So I think with that, you need to become reliant on a manager who's with the times. Right. Who understands you, who understands your DNA, who understands your sort of musical legacy. And it's like, well, how do we tap into this? Because we don't want to do this and then go here and then there's a disconnect because your audience isn't there, right? right? So it's like, who is that person that's going to like understand this, sort of do the things to help guide you in the space to where you're still relevant with that audience, but also introducing mm-hmm. you to a new subset, right? Mm-hmm. And I think artists sometimes feel like, well, you know, they're banging on their chest where it's like, no one is listening to me or, you know, Anita Baker, right? I was waiting for her name. Mama to be out. wearing Twitter out. You know, but it's just like, I, I feel bad for her, right? But mm-hmm. like, you know, I wish somebody would just raise their hand and just be like, yo. I got you. I got you, right? Mm-hmm. Like, this is how we're going to, you know, make it work. Like, shh, stop talking. Like, we're going to make it work, <laughs> you know? Um, but it's one of those, I think you just got to tap into somebody who's with the times, who's fluent and just sort of all the new advents and like the dotted lines to sort of like, you know, set you up for success. The reason I asked you that is because the other day somebody sent me a video. Eddie Levert be on here doing IG lives. Did y'all Excuse know that? Excuse me. Eddie Levert be on here doing IG lives, and he be going into the in uh, doing the lives with like other legacy artists. And I think it's just so cool to see them like on Instagram. And of course, you know, I'm sure they pushing it to Facebook, so maybe like Streamyard thing or whatever. Um, but like, um, and like R and B community on Instagram, this one guy, the, the guy I told you I was listening to his live, mm-hmm. um, he had, um, the Jones girls on IG live the other day. Stephanie will find an IG live <laughs> and blast it to the masses. I love IG live. Cause I just love the storytelling from, from artists. Like I love Faith Joe's lives. I really yeah. liked Faith's that she did that time when she was. Oh, for the 23rd anniversary. But even that, right? Like again, as a kid who was so consumed with media and pop culture, the precursor to lives for me, as you guys are sort of mapping them out, was Diary. Mm-hmm. Right? Right, like, on TV, for anybody that's young. You, you think you know, but oh, you have no oh, idea. Mm-hmm. This is sort of like my life, right? A walk down that journey and the things that I've gone through, good and bad, right? But think about how that's changed, right? Mm-hmm. 
think about the content that's on MTV, right? Mm-hmm. It's people in a house sleeping with each other, like sort of navigating life, right? Or going on an extreme challenge, right? It's no more of these sort of things that like people like us really care about and others out there, right? But like, I, I want to hear those stories. I want to hear those mm-hmm. stories of like yeah. failure and success and everything in between, right? Like, Behind I love the music that. And... Yeah, like I, 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 to this day, I watch Fade to Black at least once a month. Mm-hmm. It's such an amazing doc in mm-hmm. its simplest form, and then like Vice is doing some really cool shit with like this is, cool. this is I forgot the exact like naming of it, but like they did one on Vanessa Carlton, they did one on oh, Shaggy, yeah. like how it wasn't me came about, mm-hmm. like that yeah. song wasn't supposed to be a hit, but a radio DJ in Hawaii played that, and because he played that, that shit took off to what it is now, becoming the diamond success that it is. Vanessa Carlton hated hated that song, but. Unwritten? Was no. that her song? No. Like, um, oh, 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 you know, he was like, the writers were like, all right, cool, this is a thing. You know, it blew up on Def Jam at the time, and they got a, a lawsuit because of that line, uh, Living La Vida Loca. Mm. It was an interpolation of Ricky Martin's mm-hmm. Living La Vida Loca. So the writer of Ricky Martin's Living La Vida Loca actually sued, but because they didn't get proper like royalties for it, like the producers say their money literally went from hair at the top all the way down. Because, you know, his claim was like, that's the reason why the song is so successful is because of the interpret- interpolation of that line, right? That's really ridiculous. It was a dump in the truck. I was, I was like, like what? what? That turned and the that got more booty in the butt. Sorry. <laughs> but like, you know, even that, like, it, it makes me want to tap more into publishing. That's not my field mm. or my sort of like lane. But it's so interesting, right? Because that one line can sort of change the trajectory of the song and its royalties, right? And it's just like... It was still a massive hit, right? But monetarily, it wasn't as lucrative for like Cisco and the producers because mm-hmm. that wasn't, you know, solidified properly. So, mm-hmm. interesting doc. But I still like to say like those same content pieces, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's like it taps into these like really interesting, candid moments. I I, I love that. I live for stuff like that because you know you get to see an artist and how they work. Mm-hmm. A piggyback to her question about like legacy artists and how they can kind of get left behind. Who do you think are some of the newer generation that are doing that piece right mm. and could like show some of the older girls? You mean like who are some of the legacy artists that are doing that? Like what I mentioned now currently? No, like they could be new, like any artist. Hmm. Like I feel like Saweetie internets very, very well, like off mm. some Soldier Boy shit. Like I feel like mm. she does a really good job of. Not rapping, but like connecting people. You mm-hmm. get what I'm saying? Like Lil she, Nas X and Lil Nas X. Well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think Sweetie's a really good example. I think Sweetie is articulate, right? So you've got like all the scholars and all the girls and all the moms who are sort of like tapped in. They like they feel okay because her, you know, Sweetie's champion in education, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. There's also this entrepreneurial spirit of her that like I think people sort of aspire to sort of be like and do, right? She's also an attractive girl, so I think it's a it's a, it's a it's a culmination of things. But I think Sweetie's a perfect example. You know, she does really cool content, right? Where it's literally mm-hmm. just her in her house by herself, mm-hmm. right? 
whether it's eating something left of center, like prison food, <laughs> noodles with ranch sauce, right? Or like she eats like a pig, right? It's but, really interesting to watch. Or doing like these interesting things with her bags, where like you know, mm-hmm. like when they were talking, yeah. about it. or even tapping into somebody like Paris Hilton, mm-hmm. right? And and creating this whole moment from like the early thousands, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's cool. It's engaging. People are coming back for more. They like want to see more. And I think for me, that's, that's interesting. You know, I think that's cool. Like people want to tap in, you know, like think about it now, like J and B don't do interviews, but when they do interviews, like people clamor, mm-hmm. right? Like I can't wait to go home and watch this uninterrupted, like the shop with Hove, right? Because I want to hear what he's talking about. Cause he doesn't do interviews like that. Yeah. So again, people just want to know, what the other side of you looks like, you know, and I think Sweetie is a perfect example. Yeah. I think that that aspect of being a celebrity, not even just music, but it kind of gets lost because people don't feel like they have to do it. Mm -hmm. But I do think that that is what makes some of these big artists as big as they are because they understand that part. Like, Sweetie, for example, again, not the we're literally watching her learn how to rap. I say that on every episode that she comes up. We're, like, giving her the time and space to become a better musician right but because she does everything else so good and she look good and she's funny Mm -hmm. and she's witty and it's like interesting Mm -hmm. to watch then we're like oh it's cool she her music is okay Mm -hmm. but like we we like her because she does all of that other so well and like i don't think i I feel like if i was an artist that would be fun Mm -hmm. but it doesn't seem like as many people as you would think actually even Mm -hmm. care about that but you know, see, the, even the way she engages her like fans, like mm-hmm. how she had the icy university and then mm-hmm. she had an icy something else. It kind of reminds me of like when Twitter first started, how Rihanna used to be on Twitter and she knew all her follow, like you know, all her followers. Gaga knew all her followers. Nicki knew all. And they would just mm-hmm. engage these people on Twitter. All their fans knew them. They knew the fans. Kalisa's like that on Instagram, like. I remember being at a concert and Felice was like, where's my Instagram crew at? She was just saying their first names, like not even their internet name. Like she knew, knew them. them. Yeah. Um, and I think that like, that was kind of like the early like internet uh, days of people kind of really interacting with their fans and being able to kind of like um, allow us to touch them in a, in a different way. Is that when they started to like name their fans? Like how Monica has the dubs? Yeah. That's late. Or Kelly has like the Rolling Stones. Okay, let's talk about it. I just wanted to put that. Monica does. But (laughs) it it, it builds affinity, right? It builds sort of relation that like is interpersonal in this really weird way where it's like you got thousands of fans, you don't know them, but like just by simply engaging with one or two or shit, 20 of them, there's hope and optimism mm-hmm. for those others. Like, well, let me talk to X artists because maybe they'll tap in with me. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that's how you sort of continue to build affinity and brand awareness mm-hmm. for for yourself. Not awareness, but like just further engagement with an artist. I mean, with your audience. I think the internet shifted culture in a way that you don't have to be attached to anything partnership-wise. Like, you are a brand, right? Mm-hmm. Like, regular-ass niggas, like us, like the man, the muse, that is a brand simply because it's my name on everything. You know what I'm saying? So I can say off-the-wall shit all the time, and then I become, like, this person that is known for whatever the fuck on the internet. And I think it goes even higher for artists, and they sure. just have to, like, tap into it and realize it. I agree. So um, what was, in your like current position, what's an exciting like partnership that you worked on or something that you felt was just like really impactful, if you can share? Hmm. 
There's or just not in your current job. Like any, anything you feel was just like, I feel you got a lot of like partnership work. So what was something that you were like, this is the perfect marriage? Um, It's interesting. Perfect marriage, I probably wouldn't lean in with that. But I'd say like things that I'm like happy happened. Um, the the fifty fifty one thing was really big, right? Because there were many prongs that we had to sort of like touch, right? There was like audience, there was genre, so we had to do like across all genre. We had to find sort of like spaces, theaters, amphitheaters, like venues to sort of have these performances at. Then we had to like make sure like licensing and like all of that was in part. So a lot of moving parts to it, but that was really cool because I'd never done nothing like that large of a scale. Um, another one, this is more partnership side, but uh, Lord did a uh, capsule collection with uh, yeah, Mac. Mm. And at the time, she was like, she was anti brand. She didn't want to do anything. And, you know, it was one of those conversations where you had to sort of like meet the artists and their team. It's like, look, we know she's anti brand. She doesn't want to do anything that taints sort of her image. But what is she into? Let us do something that speaks to her ethos and who she is so we don't taint that, right? But just seeing that sort of come to life was really interesting. Um, shit, what else? There's like all the, like other little moments too, right? Like, I'm trying to think what was a really interesting one. Um, oh, one for me as an intern, I remember like sort of Rihanna, right? Like when Dream came in and sort of played the song because he referenced it. And... I think at the time, yeah, I had, like I was an intern. I hadn't yet sort of crossed over yet. And he came in and like he was playing the song and like everyone was laughing. It was like, yo, she sounds like a bird. Like that Ella. umbrella. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was like the, rep- the, rep- the, rep- the, rep- the repetitiveness of Ella just sounded mm-hmm. off, like whatever. And then watching that song sort of do what it did mm-hmm. in the short time that it did. And then also watching it be the biggest song of her career. I think for me, just sort of bearing witness and being a very small notch on the wheel is is super... Like, that. that's a highlight for me, right? Like, I didn't have an integral hand in that, but just sort of helping, right? And just sort of watching that, whether it was packing a box of posters or, like, running through numbers with BDS or making sure that things were, like, lined up in accordance with certain things. Like, that... It's like those little moments. Or, like, Big Sean coming to the office and him not having a marketing budget at the time... And us just sort of like getting scrappy and creating content, right? And now look at Sean, like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So there are little moments here and a few between. Um, even like doing the door. I remember I had to do the door at like Kanye's runaway screening at the Sunshine Theater on Houston Street. And I had people cursing me out. Of course do you Do you know who I am? <laughs> F you. You know what I mean? But like, it was fun. It was, hindsight, it was, it was fun. You know, those are those are my formative years. That's where I got my stripes. I feel like Umbrella as a song is haunting us. Mm-hmm. We were literally just talking about that shit in a group chat earlier this week. And I was like, why is this coming back up? Mm-hmm. Madden just texted out the blue and was like, Umbrella's an awful song. I was offended. Because <laughs> I love that goddamn bridge. That bridge is amazing. Rihanna is really good at bridges. Russian Roulette's bridge needs to get a Pulitzer Prize. Yeah, she's bridge children. Yeah. We, need to, talk, we need to like give her... We should have an we episode a bridge, bridge episode. Yeah. Because my favorite bridge is probably After 7... Ready or not. Random. That's on, that's my, I think that's my favorite bridge of all time. I don't know if I could give you like a random favorite bridge, you know, but... We definitely will talk at 
will be a show. Better listen. Um, <laughs> so wait, real quick, what do you think is like a miss? Like a perfect partnership that could have or should have happened and it just hasn't yet. Like an artist and a brand or like an initiative that just isn't a thing and should be. Hmm. Off top, I don't know. But I think more people should spend more time tapping into an artist's DNA. Mm -hmm. Right? Really understanding what the thing is that like, that makes them tick and makes them move, right? Because I think those partnerships wind up being the most organic. Mm Mm-hmm. And those things wind up sort of coming. They resonate the most with audiences because it's believable. It's from a believable space. So I think off top to answer your question, I don't have a specific example, but I would just say, you know, I wish people would spend more time like really tapping in and doing the work to make sure that things are one to one so Mm -hmm. that it translates well. I'm sure that that also like builds partnership and relationship within the label and the artist or the team and the artist too, right? Because you're making it seem like you care about something that is innate to them and how that could benefit someone else as opposed to how they benefit the, the brand itself. Sure. Like yeah. what you said about Lord, I was like, I don't even think about her. But like, that makes sense. She's so like anti-establishment, anti-everything. Why not tap into something that is unique to her mm-hmm. that will make another brand want her? Like, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's important. I think, you know, people forget that, you know, they just see dollar signs, like, yo, opportunity new. Whoop, let's swoop in and do a quick right. save. But it's like, you know, to your point about artist development, you know, it's all part of it, you know. They did really good with Cardi when she first started to hit, too, because she had the Pepsi shit. Like, she was mm-hmm. everywhere, and mm-hmm. it never felt weird. Yeah. It, she was just her, mm-hmm. regardless of what the, the, the product was. Like, mm-hmm. she was just herself. Yeah, it was authentic to her yeah. brand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I have one last question um, that is more like a pop quiz. I thought it would be Here fun to go. play Tell with you. Tell me where my spot is. Uh, come on, Tamia. So I was thinking if we could muse you and I, um, name an artist, name a brand, and see how Dwight could build a like a. Oh like my a god! Concept. This is an interview question, like a real one, not like a pitch. No, um, I think that'd be so fun. So you, you pick the be? artist, and then I'll pick a brand. Okay. An uh, artist. Let me. Th- Tinashe. Duh. The queen of our world. <laughs> the only person we love. Um, and I really need her to do more of exactly what he does. Okay, so, yeah. And she also needs to start dressing better, but neither here nor there. conversation. Okay, so Tanashi is the artist. The brand is... Hmm. This is good, because I feel like people struggle with her. Uh, Let's say... What, what what let me see what's in the house? What's the house got? Not Lowry's. Uh, <laughs> Lowry season. You know what? I'm <laughs> screaming. Please don't do that. Is that that's what we're going with? Okay, no. I'm upset about it. Let's not do that. <laughs> okay. You you don't want to do that? No. <laughs> want to do Pellegrino? Okay, that's better. Papa Pellegrino. Hey, you know that Toro Ma song? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> I do. I I love that song. <laughs> I have the vinyl. It's a good song. So Pellegrino and Tanache. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, you got this, King. Senior director. Tanache is... She's a dancer, right? All right, cool. So she's a dancer. She's active, right? So if... I'm just assuming, like, the stars aligned. Pellegrino came out with a new line that targeted the younger general because Pellegrino itself, so to excuse, is a bit older, more mature, right? So they came out with this sports version of that, right? So it's got all the minerals, but all the 
the, the, the buzzwords, right? So it's got the electrolytes, it supports immune systems, whatever. This is her, this is how she refreshes after sort of an intense dance routine. I would just pair those two up together. Amen. I'm obsessed. Did that award. Let's talk about Gatorade. Let's well, talk about work. <laughs> with that, I feel like you've accomplished so much and mm-hmm. like your trajectory is very interesting, I think, because you kind of came in the old school way of like dude, mm-hmm. like hardcore, dues paying, unpaid internship, Street worked tuning. your way up, built relationships bounced around but kind of like you know continue to level up with each job so what what do you think is the next step for you i know you're like new to your current position so not necessarily saying like leaving your company but like what's the what's next for you what haven't you accomplished yet or topped yet Hmm. i wouldn't say next per se but i would say more as a continuum um just remaining a fan right and just staying vigilant to trends and staying vigilant to sort of people and how they consume how they live how they breathe how they interact because i think as you start to level up in any any industry right sometimes you can there can be a disconnect right so just sort of staying in tune with sort of everything i think is really important um so i think for me that's that's just my biggest goal right to never sort of lose the passion that's sort of like makes me hungry every day that like I wake up super excited to sort of do right and also just to be I'm very fortunate right because not many people can say that they work in something that they're truly passionate mm-hmm. about right yeah, hell no. and if you are please don't take it for granted right I have been on both sides of it it's not something to take for granted so just sort of do it with the same amount of energy come to the table ready to play you know don't be combative be collaborative right don't be angry you know what I mean and just sort of like operate with like some sense of urgency, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're not saving lives, but you're also you also need to be super passive and wait till like the very last minute. Mm-hmm. I think I answered your question. No, you nailed it. Okay. You nailed it. You nailed all these questions. Yeah, it was a masterclass, no shade. Seriously. <laughs> okay. Wow. I'll take that. I appreciate that. Episode done. Yeah, that was a great episode. <laughs> Did that. Because I feel like we have people on here all the time and then we like talk and we bullshit and we like laugh and play but I really feel like this was super informative and mm-hmm. it honestly felt like we were just having a literal conversation about music yeah. like, mm-hmm. usually we'll do like half of the episode but you were here for the whole time and I think it was important for everybody to hear what you had to say mm-hmm. for sure and again look I, again I'd be remiss if I didn't sort of highlight failure as much as like you know the, 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 the success right mm-hmm. because I think a lot of people get in a lot of people just don't talk about that, but it's such an integral part of just growth, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I heard this analogy one time, and it's something that stuck by me forever. Like, palm trees are really interesting because they you after every storm, you'll see a palm tree bent but never broken. Go off. Palm trees are meant, the way they, they calcify as they grow, so they're really strong. They'll never snap in half. And I think, I look at myself as a palm tree. I'm bent in ways where I'm like, shit, how am I going to come back erect and straight that, like, I didn't think was possible. But, right. you know, I think it's part of the journey and success. It's the shit that makes you hungry and makes you want to do it even harder mm-hmm. and makes you want to be, not fail, right? Because mm-hmm. you sort of don't want to go back to that space. You're sort of operating like a warrior, you know? So I sort of tell people, I try to tell, like, anyone who asks me for advice, just be like, yo, look at yourself as, like, a palm tree. Like, never give up. Like, shit is going to get rough. Mm-hmm. But wear the storm, right? Don't let it break you. Because um, it's, it, it's not easy. No. Nah. You know? 
as is any industry, is very competitive, you know? So it's like, you got to stay on top of your game and also do it with a sense of like compassion and just be nice. Mm-hmm. There's no, nice. that's a lost art. Being people nice is a lost nice. art. It's like, it pays you nothing just to sort of be respectful, right? Just mm-hmm. to sort of be kind, right? Like, what is it hurting you, right? To like, not, you know what I mean? You don't have to engage in conversation, but just be cordial, be pleasant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel like that's something that people often don't do. It'll take you far. It will, but also too, just like human decency, like, right. like continue, like perpetuate this narrative of just like peacefulness, just as a people. You know what I mean? Especially us as people of color, right? Like, we don't need to live in that like mentality of crabs in a barrel. Like, let's support mm-hmm. and uplift and help. Like, if I can help, I'll pay it for it. If I can connect the dots, sure. If not, like, let me know how I can be of assistance. And mm-hmm. I feel like sometimes a lot of people don't do that. Yeah, because people feel like if you lift someone else up that it'll weight you down. But it's like, no, it's like, no, we, we are literally balancing this mm-hmm. board out when we're up here together. You know what I mean? It's just like we can continue to bring more people up. And first of all, more people that know what they're doing, more people that care about music, more, because I think another thing too, is like in a lot of creative industries, the love, like you talk a lot about your love for the industry. And I think a lot of people just have the skill. The love for The love for the, for the art, right? <laughs> the Sorry, art. not the industry. <laughs> Sorry. And I think a lot of people now have kind of ascended because of their skill set, but the love isn't there. Exactly. And so I think that we need to kind of bring back people who just love it. Because, mm-hmm. you know, it's like the skills, the skills will always like, uh, like will always prevail, right? But it just feels different. The engagement is different when it's something you love. Absolutely. And like the validity is different when you mm-hmm. are actually passionate about something mm-hmm. or you love it because there's a lot of people in positions where they really don't even know what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. But because they have the skill set and they have like the credentials or the background or whatever, they get upheld to or appointed to these positions. But like lovers of music, lovers of the art, people who are like actual music heads kind of need that sounding board too. But I think a lot of people feel like, oh, well, if I bring somebody on that has that knowledge, right, like, what will it do for my career? And it's like, no, it'll just, like, iron sharpens iron, right? Mm -hmm. So that's a theme that I live by, right? Like, literally, like, I tell that to all my friends, mm -hmm. iron sharpens iron, You know where I got that from, though? So you remember when Macy became a preacher? Screaming. He preached at my church, and that was the topic of the sermon. Yeah, it's true. And it shook me. Literally, if I, it's almost like, look, if you've done well in life, it's your responsibility to send the elevator back down, mm-hmm. right? Like, it's the same premise. Like, iron sharpens iron. If you're steel, I'm going to sharpen you to the point where you're iron, and vice versa, you're only going to sharpen me, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to impart shit on you that I may, that you may not know about, and then you're going to impart shit on me that I may not know about, just mm-hmm. from a different set of eyes. And I think people just don't do that. And it's sad. It's like, why? Mm-hmm. You know? And I think sometimes it's just, it's just unfortunate. We're great together. Yeah. This is true. This is true. Great well, this was a great togetherness. Yeah. I really enjoyed having you, Zoe. Good thank you night. for uh, thank you for having me. Thank yeah. you for taking your time to kick it with us. Crazy right, you could be anywhere in the world. But you decided to be here with us eating shrimps. Because <laughs> y'all know we eat every episode. It's always a meal. <laughs> but the change the name of this cast the soul for love. All right, y'all. Big Mama, your arm. Uh, Sorry. On that note. Sorry. 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 See y'all next time. Bye. You know I can't keep you. I'll get you on my mind. You know I'm erasing any signs, yeah. Every conversation. Always ends in lies
Keep you so anytime you 